there it goes. Everybody look up and watch out. It's Keep Up with Stove Insane. I'm here with the rest of the Keep Up crew. Let's get into some motherfucking shout outs. Oh, hell no. It's time for some motherfucking shout outs. Man, I get better singing that every time. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Yo, Mariah. Mariah Bailey. She is a full-time producer on a very famous talk show. We will get into that very soon. She is so talented. We have done a panel together, and she has a shout-out for us this week. Who is your shout-out? Oh, your multiple shout-outs, actually. Oh, tell us who you're shouting out, Mariah. want to shout-out Propelled Media Mentorship. That's where we met. Um, that was awesome. And then two other podcasts, um, Hard Candy and Fruit Snacks. It was started by a really great friend of mine, um, basically opening up the conversation between uh, you know, all the racial tendencies um, and the inequities that are going on. She grew up in Boston um, in the ghetto, but was afforded the opportunity to go into, um, you know, the good school system. And she was always the only black girl. And she um, had this best friend. Um, and they just talk about growing up. And that podcast right now is making so many moves and is bringing so much awareness uh to that Boston community and they're just awesome. Um, and also Rose above it podcast. Um, a great friend of mine, Trifton, uh, he is heading that out and really it's going to hopefully give, you know, Joe button and all those guys a run for their money one day. Um, yes. but yeah, super proud of them. So let's shout everybody out. Oh, you're the best. Yeah. Like I said, you're the first person to do multiple shout outs. We love it. Um, yeah, the more, the better, man, more eyeballs on this show. Let's do it. What the f- fuck happening oh my god what is that all right this is the section where we do viral news which usually is a lot of politics but who knows there was a woman there was a girl who put super glue in her hair or gorilla glue and a plastic surgeon had to fucking take it out so i guess that's pretty viral too and not political um what would you do if you found like your niece your daughter your friend with gorilla beat glue? her beat her, beat her. right that's the <laughs> That's the West Indian you like yes, that. That's the West Indian. <laughs> okay, first of all, who told you to do that? Who gave you this Gorilla Glue? I'm, I ain't taking her to no surgery. You're going to sit there and you're going to lose your hair. That's it. That is how it is. You know, like, if, even funny enough, my niece, my baby niece, she's seven yeah. years old now. Um, My sister has thick eyebrows. So my niece, she's like, well, I don't want thick eyebrows like you, mom. So she team. took an eyebrow shaver and didn't know what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Shaved off her eyebrows, and now she has no eyebrows. And we're like, "Good for you! What did you learn?" And now she's becoming creative, wearing her glasses all the time. So yeah, Gorilla Glue girl. And then she has the nerve to sue them. I'm like, this. She's suing them for not welcome putting a America. disclaimer to not welcome to America. I'm just mm-hmm. like. What? Like common sense, common sense. Um, and the fact that she was trying to promote that, you know, like edge control ain't that expensive, sis. Edge control, not that expensive. She was looking like that movie Baps. She was looking like the hit, (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) right. I love that movie. Uh, Shout out to Countess Vaughn. Right? Did she? No, she. Who who passed? Who's the one who passed from the Parkers? Um, Not Countess Vaughn. I love Countess Vaughn, and I love. uh, I love my homegirl, uh, Monique. 
Um, and mm-hmm. again, shout out to her. She's still battling Netflix. I hope she wins that out. We talked about that on the yeah, show before. She's getting fucking shisted. I didn't know she's still battling them. That's insane. Yeah, man. Yeah. If she wins this, it's a big deal, man. It, and I think they're going to show um, how they determine how they pay their stars. If it comes, Good. If, they're going to have to. Yes. And, and now they're going to have that standard. They don't have a yes, choice. Yes, good. Because, and I'm a fan of Netflix. Uh, Netflix and HBO Max are like my favorite streamers. I love them all, but I, those are my favorite. But um, yeah, no, fuck Netflix for that shit, man. Like, uh, like we said before, Amy Schumer is great, but she's not an Academy Award winner, and she's not as funny as Monique. She's not even close to as funny as Monique. And Monique was offered four hundred grand, and Amy Schumer is offered two million. Not fair, not fair at all. And then Dave Chappelle, we talked about it before. For only three specials, he got around right. fifty million, and Chris Rock got forty million for one. Again, right. she's not on the level as Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle. And so that's but- the argument. That And unfortunately, that's the argument. It's like her brand is not all the way up there. But I also get where she's coming from. In comparison, oh, yeah. 400 grand? Like, come on. This is Monique. You could throw her a couple mil. Like, that's insane. And there are so many different stars and actors like um, – Jonah Hill, when he went into Wolf of Wall Street, he took the SAG minimum to do that role, but he didn't care. I didn't know he that. wanted to I didn't know that. He, yes, that he took good. He was fantastic, but they said, we're not giving you X, Y, and Z, even though that's what he was worth. They wanted to replace him with someone else. And they said he begged them it's this and the SAG minimum is pathetic. It's like, I don't know, like I don't know what it 60 is. Gr- it's like it's not a lot. It's not a lot. It's a well, joke. He's made, he's made a lot it's, of good money. He's right. Like, and that's play. but that's the reason why he agreed to do it. He's like, if I get to be with Leonardo DiCaprio, like I don't care. <laughs> like I will nominated. do it. And he got nominated, so it was worth it. But it's just like to kind of yeah, to I I hope Monique stays in the good fight and just you know Me too. at least too. what will come out of it is that standard. Um and then they this at least couldn't happen to somebody else again. That's right. That's right. You know who I miss from Queens of Comedy also? Uh, some more. I love her, man. Swang, swang. That's my homegirl. <laughs> that was that was really good. Queens of Comedy, that is way too slept on. I love Kings of Comedy, but Queens of Comedy is right there. Right there. Love it. Um, Asian American hate crimes. Not new. Not good news, guys. So obviously um, there's a lot of speculation that the virus, the corona COVID-19 virus came from Wuhan, China. But that's not determined yet. It was also in Italy at the same time and New Zealand. So, but if you're lazy and you just look at headlines all day, it came from Wuhan. And so we have a lot of Asian Americans in this country, as you know, a lot of them in New York City. And a lot of elder Asians are here and they're getting beat up. They're getting killed. They're getting, it, it's disturbing. And, and hate crimes for Asian Americans is up 1900%. You heard it right. 1900%. Mm-hmm. 1900. That is disgusting. And, that's the reason why I don't call it the China virus. That's why I don't call it the Wuhan virus. I don't care if it came from there. It just has too much ramifications. It just has too many consequences towards people we love, our citizens, our people. I don't get it. You tell me. What well, makes sense of this, Mariah, please? I mean, there's no sense to be made of it. At the end of the day, there's all the different viruses that have come into our society at any point in time tuberculosis are we going to go beat the crap out of a bunch of europeans or the plague like what what do you mean or ebola let's mess up all the african fish let's ban all of them like what like what's the problem and at the end of the day what is beating up some old asian people gonna do what is 
beating up any Asian people going to do? Is that going to stop the virus? No. First of all, six feet. Don't touch anybody. Like, let's do that. You're the problem, you know? And it's like, I don't know. Just, I feel like people, unfortunately, if you have a bad heart, you're going to look for any outlet to do bad things. Um, and it's ignorant Boy. and it's stupid. Um, and I don't even care about calling it the, the Wuhan virus or the, I don't care. That's the name of it. Right. Look at, the hurricanes we have don't make any sense. Like, why do we have to, you know, Hurricane Andrew, Hurricane Anne, and it happened like Memphis, Tennessee, like has nothing to do with anything. Who cares? Like, who cares? Um, and it's not like it's inherent in you. I don't know. I think that's ignorant and it's just not helping the bigger cause in any way, shape or form. Absolutely. And it reminds me of 9-11 um, when we saw the video, of the fake video. It was doctored. We found out later. But at the time, a lot of people thought it was real. I think it was people in uh, Syria burning down an American flag, but they, a lot of people thought that it was people from Afghanistan and Iraq. We were incorrect about that. That was not accurate. And people flooded the streets to beat up Muslims all across America. And like I said, like you said, it's it's just pure ignorance. Pure. So hopefully my Asian American friends and colleagues and people out there stay safe, keep your loved ones safe, keep your uh, the elder people, elder people in the Asian community and Asian heritage is the lifeline, is the is the, the backbone of their society. So I, I'm hurting with them. I'm, I, I feel so sad for them. Um, speaking speaking of, uh, sorry, and I forgot to mention the shout out uh, to my friends out there. Um, the memorial and the funerals happening soon. My man Sean Anthony Lorenzo, my Jamaican brother, um, same age. We have like the same humor. That's why it like hurts so much to be honest. He's a funny guy. We follow each other on everything. I was actually selling some weed too last year. <laughs> But uh, I know somebody was asking me, like, how did you see Sean so much? I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) But but it was an open secret. It's okay. He he indulged in the finer things. So it's all good. It's all good. So shout out to Sean up there, man. I'm not not a religious person. I'm not a a spiritual person. I'm sorry, Steve Harvey. I can't work for you. But but I definitely, if there's a higher power, if there's a higher higher being, Sean deserves to be there, man. So... um, Briefly, what do you think about uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and her QAnon conspiracies? A couple weeks ago, she had her her committee powers taken away. A lot of people say Ilan Omar. That's why I include her on the uh, and I and I'm a fan of Ilan Omar. Everybody knows I'm a liberal pretty much. (laughs) So but with Marjorie Taylor Greene, she has promoted conspiracies of child uh, pedophilia Biden's the head of it. If Trump doesn't get elected, we're all going to be sucked into this freaking child circus ring or something like that. And to get back to Elon Omar, a lot of people, when she said that um, Israel is pretty much it's pretty much a diplomatic situation. They're not our ally. It's a financial um, it's a financial relationship. I agree with her. I don't think that Israel is like our enemy because of that. I, I, we give money to Egypt too. Egypt don't like us. You know what I'm saying? So like <laughs> we give like almost the same amount of aid, 3 billion in aid to both of them. So I agree with her. I don't think that like she was saying, like she was trying to be offensive. I don't think she was saying like all the Jews in New York city, go back to Israel or go back. Like she wasn't saying anything like that. But Marjorie Taylor green, she just does a lot of shit. And I don't think, I personally don't think that she should have a head in any committees. And like I said, a lot of people feel that Ilan Omar is in that same breath. What do you, how do you feel about that? 
I mean, Miss Green is um, clearly not well, but it's fine. Like, it's like those those kinds of theories. Like I heard, didn't we hear that about Epstein, right? Wasn't he supposed to be in this crazy pedophilia circle? Well, he was. He was, right? He definitely was. He definitely was. Oh, yeah, I totally agree, right? But it's like everyone's going to say anything they want. There's a bigger plan ahead. And the reason she's saying that Trump wanted to be reelected and him wanting to be in, him even running for another presidency had nothing to do with us as Americans. It has nothing to do with us and our platform. It has to do with him winning. Um, and listen, I know a lot of people that... And I respect it. They vote for principles. They do not vote for people. So a lot of people dislike Trump and they still voted Republican because they vote for the platform. And I'm, I'm not against that in any way, shape or form. But like for her, they're pulling out anything they can possibly pull out. And they're purposely trying to appeal to those geniuses that the group of people, unfortunately, that stormed the Capitol, the, the fools, <laughs> the people who are going to believe these silliest and craziest things. Um, and I feel like it's just that's her claim to power. Um, but I don't think that's at all comparable. Yes, I do agree. Just very matter of factly. Yeah, it's a financial relationship. What else? But I, she's also in a position that if she said anything would be a problem. That's how I feel. Um this country doesn't really, I mean, that's like gonna change audience. now. Yeah, like I mean, we were half the country was saying, yeah, leave, leave all these people out of the country. Cause that's what people think now. Unfortunately, um, you can't have almost yeah, a diplomatic like approach to something. It has to be, you're either completely for or completely against it. Um, and I think we just need to change that narrative. Hopefully, man. I, again, I'm not a Biden fan, but I'm really rooting for him to break up some of this hyperpartisan. And I totally agree with you. So it, it needs to stop. Uh, I, I don't think I don't personally think I'm a moderate. I don't think it's the appropriate time for me to be a moderate. But I would love for that day to come because you're right. I don't want to just be. To- I want to. I want to come to the middle on a bunch of things, but that's just not how the way it's going at the moment. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, my bad. Yes, he did not get impeached again. He has been impeached twice by the House, but he escaped the Senate once again. And this time, Mitch McConnell, Mitch, uh, what do I call him? Mitch Machoke this time. Not uh, not, not Moscow Mitch. He's now M- Mitch Machoke. And he reversed. Last week, he said that he would vote for Trump and his uh, impeachment. And this time, he did not. He Well, not this time. He followed through last time. And did not vote to impeach him, but gave us a lecture. So it's kind of like getting beat by your father and then getting a lecture afterwards. It was like, thanks, Mitch. You didn't vote to impeach him. But now we got to get a fucking lecture of like why he's bad. If he's that bad, you should have impeached him. So Lisa Murkowski, all these motherfuckers. Actually, she's the only one that is up for reelection. And so she's in trouble. Uh, We talked about this in the pre-show. Please repeat it for our audience. Do you feel that these impeachment trials for a waste of time or do you yes. feel like this okay there we go you can win straight for it waste of time i mean this is we're really just like the, a really bad reality show at this point in time that is what our government has been i think in the past four years but what, what was the purpose of trying to impeach him again who cares he's out of office who cares like who cares who cares he is not going to answer because 
unfortunately, sometimes, you know, yeah, in this country, if you have enough power and influence and money in certain places, you're going to get away with it. I generally don't know what anyone was trying to achieve. Um, he got impeached twice. I mean, can we leave him alone? Can we, I just want to move forward. Like he wants people to keep talking about him. He wants to stay relevant so that in three years, people don't forget about him and remember and see a happier life without him. And it's yeah. like, just leave Trump alone. Pretend he doesn't exist. Like, um, what was, ah, like the Tiger King, like that fool asking people for pardons. <laughs> like, yes, no, pardon. you know. Nobody think about you. Nobody think about you. You are foolish, okay? Just because this little documentary came out about you, you think you are relevant now. Nobody cares. It's the same thing. We have to do that to Trump. We need to, like, just ostracize him. Pretend like he doesn't exist. <laughs> Get in the corner and think about it, Trump. Yeah, right. Get in the corner, put on your little dum-dum hat, and think about what you've done. Like, and just ignore him. Ignore him. That's it. That is the best way to deal with this man. Twitter did that by canceling him. They don't know right. how upset... Which was so great. They attacked his ego in the best possible way. Um, he's on and Gab I just, now. He's on the conservative uh, alternative to Twitter. It's called Gab. That's where he's at now. Well, he can have a great time there because again, it's just <laughs> it's just like it's, it's attention. You want attention. Yo, Gab, a Gab, a good time. Like <laughs> yeah, like okay, um, have a great time. But I just feel like our country. We need to move forward and we need to just press on. Leave that in the past and try to find a different future. Him being on Gab reminds me of like little kids when you like unplug the controller and they're still playing and you're just like, look, 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 I beat the bad guy. You're like, oh, oh good job, Trump. Good job. Right. right so I'm right. with you, Mariah. I'm with you, Mariah. Everybody ignore this orange fool, except for you, Letitia James. Keep keep uh, trying to bring those criminal charges. I love you, girl. I love you, girl. Anyway, <laughs> we don't like, yeah, so I, I totally agree with you. So there's really nothing for me to say on that. Um, yeah, he's he. He made it through, and uh, like I said, I hope he goes to jail. But you're right; I I prefer never to hear from him ever again. So if I had the choice for him to be locked up, and he still was like squawking, and his family was squawking, or there was an option for him to just totally be quiet and not go to jail, I would take the quiet option. Yeah, and the more trials we put up, I feel like our tax dollars have to somehow be affected by this. So stop wasting my money. On this fool, <laughs> like, come on, can you just stop? It's fine. true. The, he is never going to be able to come out of this a businessman ever again. You know what I mean? Like, do the, the amount of even in New York, like the amount of companies and buildings, especially in Manhattan, that are like shutting oh, yeah. down. Like, they want to take their his name off their buildings. Like, he, we've crushed him. Like, we, like, let God do his job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let yeah. go, let God. Like, I, I would have preferred be. they censured him because then he couldn't run for office ever again. That I would have preferred that over the impeachment hearing. And Agreed. they tried to censure. They tried to censure Cindy McCain. They've tried to censure a few people for not uh, for for not supporting Trump. And I talked to one of my friends. He's a Trump uh, supporter. Supposedly, he's not anymore. And I was like, "You're full of shit." Because if he were to say that he's running in 2024, he's a cultist. So I'm like, mm -hmm. "So yeah." So I agree. His base is out there, and that's why a lot of them didn't impeach him. Because a lot of them want that base. A lot of them want to tap into that base and be like, yo, I'm still for Trump. Vote for me, too. And a lot of them that incited um, the right also, Haley, Cruz, Nikki Haley, all of them, they are still trying to go for the president's office in 2024. So they got to they got to keep where the votes are at. All right. Uh, vaccine shortages. Uh, 
briefly. We are getting more of that. The administration is bringing more vaccine. I haven't had a vaccine myself. I think my mother has had one of them. She's at risk. She had cancer. My grandmother's about to get one. One of my cousins, he works for Amazon. Actually, he was a producer on the show once. This is dumbass. He goes, well, I work every day. How come I'm not getting it first? I'm like, I just said it to my grandmother. I'm like, Oh, you're a fucking fool, man. Jeff Bezos deserves to put you out of the field somewhere and shoot you, motherfucker. Like, like, don't ever talk about my grandmother like that, Harry. Love you, Harry. Love you, Harry. But don't you, and he doesn't watch the show anymore, so fuck him. But anyway, um, (laughs) vaccine shortages. And speaking of old people and Cuomo, I did not vote for Cuomo, by the way. I am a liberal, and I don't consider him a liberal anyway. Um, But I voted for um, the woman from. Uh, Sex in the City, <laughs> Cynthia Nixon. I love Cynthia Nixon, and um, I voted for Larry Sharp. Larry Sharp. He that's my first Republican I ever voted for in my life. He's a Libertarian. I don't know if that counts, but um, my man Larry Sharp. He's a biracial dude, just like me. And um, I just don't like Cuomo. I don't like Cuomo, so I'm not shocked. I, when he got the um, the Emmy, when he got the the Emmy for handling the coat, I was like, I don't. What are, what, are you, what are you talking about? Like, what? and not to say that like we're doing better, like we're doing worse than Florida or like California. Like, I think all of us messed up. I think the whole United States. I don't think any governor should get an award. We fucked up royally, and I think I don't think it was totally their fault because we had a president that didn't have like a national plan, but. You're the second in line. You're the head of the state. You fucked it up. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like with Cuomo, he did what he could in the beginning, right? And, you know, me and my family, we get into this debate because, again, no one could be in the middle. It's either one side or the other. I totally take COVID very seriously. Um, and it is very, it, it's scary, you know, sure. However, am I terrified to death from getting it? No, because I know more people that have gotten it and lived than people who have gotten it and died. And so you have to people, you know, they're not understanding the rhetoric. They're not truly understanding what the media is doing. There's over a 90% survival rate of COVID, over a 90% in all age brackets. Um, And of course, the media is going to focus on the less than 10%, but people don't realize that the number one killer, ask any EMT, usually throughout the year, all the time is the flu. A lot of million people die from the flu every year, but you don't hear about that on the news, right? Or then you would be terrified of getting the flu. And so it's there was an epidemic a few years ago, and as a matter of fact, I marketed that when I worked at Columbia. We had to get. Oh, well, up. it's like that every year. It's like yeah. that every year. And so, because I dated this guy, and because I had said that to him, you know, um, the one that one year, he was like, "No, it's just that one year." every year that many people die and he's like i don't know why they blew it up that one year but i feel like people need to just ask more questions no, it, it, did, it did rise that year no it was at a very very high level oh no, I, like, oh, no I, I agree we're not done with it either so, like the flu epidemic is still around like it's not it, it, exactly and but are people afraid to go outside no are people no. willing to live their lives yeah and we have a like, there's a strong flu vaccine for that and and so, and then that's the thing too, because because what I'm hearing, at least in my neck of the woods, people are so terrified to go outside. They're terrified to go to the movies. They're terrified to go to the supermarket, but they want to get the vaccine. I'm like, you know, you're putting COVID in your body, right? Yes. So you're so terrified about getting it, but you want the vaccine. You're putting it in your body the same exact way. Well, that's the same, but that's the same thing with the flu vaccine. It's like yeah. it's, it fools your body into thinking exactly. that it doesn't. 
to having the symptoms. No, I, I agree. But that's how vaccines work. That's how vaccines work. Right. And so but that's what I'm saying. So it's like, so go out of your house. Go live your life. It's okay. You don't want to go to a restaurant and you want to be cooped up in your house all day, but you want to get a vaccine. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, and so like, to, like in my head, if you, if, if that makes sense to you, you know what I mean? It's like, if you. Yeah. I get you. I get yeah. you, especially when it's on the surface, when we're talking about a 99% survival rate. I get what you're saying. Yes. But, but try telling that to someone that's in the hospital bed that can't breathe on a ventilator. Try telling them that it's oh, like. Oh, no. And just, and I'm not, no, no. I don't want to say like. Hey, right. And, and, and I, have hey, cousin, that I have a cousin that had it and she still can't breathe. Like she still has scar tissue in her lungs. And, that, and she caught it last year. My <laughs> sister, like, my sister got it twice. Which was insane. She oh got God. it, got the antibodies, got it again. Oh. My mother, right? My mother in her sixties got it, and then it's sick because me and my whole family were like, or you know, because apparently if you have type O blood, you're more than yeah. less likely to get it. And oh, yes, you're more than less shit. likely to get it. And so weird. My my dad is type O, was around my mom that had COVID, didn't get it. My brother in law, oh. my niece, who have who are type O, who around was around my sister that got it twice, didn't get it. Me, I literally hugged one of my closest friends. Like, so I haven't seen and anybody. And it was, and it was funny because I had an air purifier and it was like a little Christmas party. It was like less than 10 people. And so I was joking with her. But every time she walked past my air purifier, it was like revving up. And I'm like, Tyler, I don't know what you got or what you brought up in this house, but every time you walk past this air purifier, it keeps going off. I need you to stand right here and detoxify whatever's on your That's body. All jokes, but I kid you not, two days later, she tested positive for COVID. No one else that was at my place that day had anything. We had a kid there. like yeah. So it was terrifying. And so what I'm just saying is I just don't like that the narrative, I feel like the narrative in media is if you get it, you're going to die. And okay. I don't like that. I can, I you know what that. I mean? And that's not what it means. That's You know what I mean? It's not what it means. Could you die? Heck yes. You know what I mean? Could you get very sick and never regain your health again? Yes. My sister got twice. She has asthma. And so she has not been able to breathe properly so, um, since yeah, then. The NBA, the NBA player, Carla Anthony Towns, he's an athlete. And he had it for like two to three weeks. He was he was debilitated. He's a, he's a healthy athlete. I get you. I get right. you. Right. And, and so, so it's like, I, I get, I get it. I do. And I had people who are younger than me go totally healthy their whole life. Got it died. Like, and so it's not that I'm, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not empathetic towards that, but unfortunately, and this is going to come off harsh and maybe a lot of people are not going to want to hear this, but through every single virus that's ever been introduced into the human society, that's what happens. You know what I mean? You, the black plague, look how long that was in human society and look how long people were dying from the flu, right? And people will say stuff like, oh, the flu shot, I get the flu shot, it doesn't help me. That's because the flu shot is only going to protect you from 16 different variants of the flu. There's about a hundred different variants of the flu. Where, were, like, you with the, where were you with the Zika virus? You should have been like this. <laughs> Pregnant people are gonna get disformed. Yeah. <laughs> With the heads, I was like, no. People are gonna die from Ebola. Get over it. No, but it's true. It's gonna happen. 
happen. Like, to a, I'm sorry, and that's so sad. Like, even though, you know, even with this new vaccine, everyone's rushing to get this vaccine. Listen, this vaccine is going to change 50 million times. Like, and people yeah. are freaking out. They shut down Europe. Why? Because now it has evolved in our bodies yeah, and because it's trying to survive. That's what it is. It's a virus. It's trying to survive. And now more people are asymptomatic, giving it to people. But now I was making this joke. And again, people are not going to like this. This is going to be like HPV in 10 years. Everyone's got it. HPV. It's okay. It's gonna be just like HPV. You had yeah. it. You were sick for a little bit. It's fine. Like it's it's good, and you're good. Like our kids, unfortunately, we're just the generation that's going through this. Our kids are not going to be afraid of COVID. You know what I mean? But chicken pox used to kill people. We're not afraid of chicken pox now. And so I feel like people have to understand that. And I went to Florida two weeks ago and listen technically right now their numbers are less than ours people had their masks on people shut down early people had social distancing but people were not afraid to walk outside they were not afraid to say hello to a stranger like you know what i mean and they still they still did everything um and and again, just when am I was I safe at the airport? Heck yeah, I had on my hat and I had on a mask and I had on my face shield and I didn't eat anything. And I was like, no, like no nope. air is going <laughs> in here. So trust me, I am all serious about it. I quarantined. I took the two negative tests within 10 days. Like I follow all rules. I get it. But Cuomo was going into the part where, and then this is where people are like, oh, you sound like those people. Um, he was getting in the way of certain individual rights. And this is what I mean. The 10 person rule blew my mind and the reason why i blew my at home, mind at home, yes at home and the reason by the why way, blew my nobody mind, knows he tra- his administration tried to cover up we didn't really get into it sorry his administration oh, yeah. tried to cover up the numbers of the nursing home debts and um it was one of his aides ratted on him recently and again de blasi was trying to censure his powers and a lot of people even on the democratic side are asking him to resign continue sorry is that and it's just like and again what is he trying to do he's trying to protect us i don't think he has any you know what i mean like he's not trying to hurt us but it's like even that like you covering that up what are you covering that up for like and a lot of the people and i don't think that's being talked about enough people who are going to the hospital and getting covid who are dying are not dying from covid they're dying from not being treated and from not being giving medical attention that's what they're dying from because the the hospitals are overflooding with covid overflooding with yes and exactly and you know with cuomo for you to sit here and say i'm going to reward you if you look into someone's home i'm going to give some you a reward of 10k if you look in someone's home they have more than 10 people in the home that i'm going to charge all of them and i'm like so at my family gathering when i have my grandma my grandpa my sister my mom my three younger siblings so what are you what are you talking about you're gonna come up in here drag us took, out like i never took i never took that seriously there was no way oh, no, i never took it seriously but when some people, people complain did. when people complain about biden when he was about to get uh elected a lot of people were like he's gonna enforce a, a, a mass mandated i'm like he can't do that that's unconstitutional you can't do that like I was listening to a podcast recently of Harry Truman and Harry Truman, one of our former presidents, he tried to get um, the steel factories. He tried to seize them, the government. He tried to seize them, the steel factories. So because we were in a shortage during the Korean War, we were in a shortage of weapons. And so he's the commander in chief. So he was like, I I wouldn't be doing my duty if I sent, which they shouldn't have been there anyway. (laughs) China uh, joined the North Korean forces and they started kicking our ass. Of course, you know the rest. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the Supreme Court swooped in like they did with the religious services and everything that's happening now. That's why we have our branches of government. 
And they 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 uh, overruled him six to three, saying that it was unconstitutional. You can't just seize, which he can actually, but at that at that particular moment, he couldn't because it wasn't. We weren't like in a dire threat. As a matter of fact, right. uh, Trump did the same thing with the border wall. He tried to call it a national emergency with that, and Supreme Court was like, no. So uh, with this, um, I agree with you. You said that they're doing their best. I don't think Cuomo did a great job. I don't even think DeSantis is doing a good job in Florida. Um, there are less people. They have 10 million uh, less people there, by the way. So like, right. I I guess guess the good job, if we're really going to focus on this, let's look at all the countries that no, no longer COVID was in their, you know, was in their midst for two, three months. What did they do? There's one common thread. They shut the F down. Taiwan. They shut the down and our country now and they're having music festivals now because it's out and you know what they shut down for like three four or five months some of them our country unfortunately because of the mass amount of people that we have realistically we might have to shut down for about a a year or two in order for it to probably get out but we're so goddamn greedy and we want to just keep that's the thing too that cracks me up you every it's all about our 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 um safety until you want to keep the economy going so you care about us until you want to keep the economy going you know i well why in the hell do we have to shut down at 10 o'clock does covid come out at 10 30 does an extra (laughs) dose come out like you know and my sister she said oh because for them to clean i'm like so are you not cleaning all day then what am i going outside in the day for like you know what like none of it makes and i just feel like people aren't asking enough questions and they're just kind of following in line and they're just saying because yeah a lot of stuff that did i do do I do understand. That was, that was a quote from uh, Charlie Brown's Valentine. No, just kidding. in case. Just in case no one knew. And they, a lot of the stuff and things that he implemented do reflect things that happen in socialistic countries. It does. That's it why does. people who are all, you know, far right are very concerned and I get it. But at the end of the day, the solution is you want to get it out. Let us figure out a way rather than praying for us to wake up and things to be normal. Let us just do our very best to move forward and stop having businesses shut down every flare up. Flare ups are clearly going to happen all the time. How are we going to make sure that kids are dually in school, remote and physically so that they can actually learn those necessary social skills that they need and have those relationships? You know what I mean? Like we need to think about other stuff besides like just the suicide rate is ridiculous in all states. Right. And it's like, even me, you know, New York state, they're texting you every single day. Hey, are you still in quarantine? Do you have any symptoms? And I'm just like, all right, I took two, um, COVID tests and they still want you to stay in lockdown. And I, and I get it. You just want to be cautious. You want to be careful, but I get, there's just better ways to go about this. There needs to be a better way. Now people are wearing two masks. I thought someone was in the past. Three the sometimes. There's some people using three. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I know, we're, we're a mess. I, I think uh, I would have rather even either. Okay. So we're not the United States pretty much. Nothing was united, especially with this COVID situation. And I've said this before in a couple episodes, I would have rather we had a unified approach, whether it been DeSantis, just keep it all open, keep the seniors safe, make sure they're vaccinated, keep everything clean, or the way Cuomo and Newsom in California are doing it. But I wish we just would have figured out one way. You know what I'm saying? I would have been fine with either one. And you're right. We would have been unified. And to be honest, I would have rather the quarantine. 
I would have rather Taiwan. I would have rather New Zealand. Yes. But if we would have just decided either way, all 50 states of how to tackle this, at least if it went wrong, if it went right, we would have seen. We will never know which one worked because all 50 states are doing something different. Well, it was because we had a lack of leadership in-house, yeah, and that's all that came, it came down to, who unfortunately could not, even in himself, um, come to grasp with what was happening. He couldn't even be unified within his own team, um, and so the country reflected that disordinance. Very true. Shout out to Jared Kushner. Thank you. He's another one that hid numbers and said that Democratic cities are the only ones that are going to die. Good job, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, like we said before, restrictions have been relaxed. We're going to move on, but um, sports complexes are going to be at ten percent in New York State at least. In the playoffs, you're going to see a couple people in the stands, and then indoor restaurants, which I saw people like the day of, like when they announced that, like there was people. I'm like, Dave, you really love eating out. Like <laughs> there are people, and, and I, I was listening to a podcast. And um, because of the because of the draconian laws that Cuomo uh, in a lot of people have been eating in Jersey, and which is funny because now they've been spiking up. So thank you, New okay. Yorkers. You, you just fucked up New Jersey because you want to eat outside. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I'm sure Governor Murphy's just like, yeah, yeah, we kept it all open, so New York can infect us. Thanks, right? Like, basically. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a government official yet. No I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I, I, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't have the answer to this. I, I've been stuck in my fucking Cloverfield uh, basement for a while. I have traveled a little bit here and there. I had to cancel a trip, not because of COVID. I was ready to venture out like you. I was ready to like, just be safe and like, fuck it. Even though I am, I'm not scared of viruses. I'm not usually scared, but I am scared because not for me, I'm pretty healthy. I I love to, I I love to live a plant-based life. I don't usually get sick. I just started taking the flu vaccine a couple years ago. Like I said, I used to market it. So I was just like, I know everything that's in it. Why am I not taking it? But uh, no, I'm I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to uh, live life again, man. And uh, I'm more afraid to give it to my at-risk family. And shout yeah. out to you, by the way. I'm so happy your mother survived twice. I, that would that would have been devastating. I'm very. No, yeah. Everything you're saying is correct. There's just we just got to get through it, man. We got to see. I, I, hopefully, we will have a better, clear understanding once we get out of this and we look at it hindsight and we go, well, that's where we fucked up. Hopefully, right. we can I mean, people next. just be healthy, like what you just said. Like eat. Eat right. Make sure what you're putting in your body is good. Absolutely. Juice up on some vitamins, like whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like do what you possibly can, but this is going to be in our lives forever. Like, absolutely. You know, forever Sandlot. <laughs> um, how sick was Trump? He was pretty sick. He was on a ventilator. We knew that, but they said that he, he reached oxygen levels of negative 80. That's pretty bad. Um, this dude was pretty much about to die. But the New York Times isn't like him very much, so I guess you got to take that with a grain of salt. I, I don't say the New York Times lied, but like they they definitely hyperbole the situation every once in a while. Uh, like I said, his oxygen level dipped to the 80s, according to the people familiar with his evaluation. Whoever that is, the disease is considered severe when the blood oxygen level fails to the low 90s. So again, he dipped to the 80s, and we've talked about this before. The dude lies all the time. Whatever he freaking um, he almost died. Shame, shame, shame. Right. Um, Dodge, right? Dodge coin. Dodge coin. um, Again, we talked about cryptocurrency. If you're here to like deep dive on that, this is not the right show. I'm not, I'm not, I I wish I was more into the stock market. I wish I was more into uh, foreign exchange, all that kind of stuff. It seems like it's pretty lucrative. But um, 
it actually gained a lot of notoriety, uh, Dogecoin, because of Nicholas, I mean, not Nicholas Tesla, whoa, uh, Elon Musk, the head of Tesla. And, uh, and since then, it's actually tumbled down to 20%, but that, that happens. Bitcoin, all that type of shit, Litecoin, Dogecoin, they all, it's currency. It goes mm-hmm. up and down and shit like that. We talked about it in the pre-meeting. Um, how do you feel about cryptocurrency and how do you feel about Tesla backing it now? I mean, business is business. So clearly there's some sort of investment he has. I actually really dipped into options um, and I've gotten like education with Barbara Corcoran's team. And she's awesome. She's a powerhouse. Um, and the thing is, is sure. It's, it's, it's cool. Um, and yeah, sure, it's lucrative, but like the back end, us leaning more in towards cryptocurrency, that is not good for us economically wise. Like, you know how they say a um, million dollars 20, 30 years ago was worth like 700,000 now, and like then it's going to keep going down. I know nothing about um, it. Like Greek- oh. So, you know, our our dollar value is going down all the time and it's because we yes. keep creating right now. We're in a trillion dollar deficit. How in God's name are we going to get out of that when people 19, say 19 trillion, 19 trillion? <laughs> what? Um, how are we supposed to get out of that? Oh, that add more. Right. Add more with that bill, with that relief exactly. bill. <laughs> exactly. And then when people say stuff like, you know, all oh, student loans, yeah, free student loans, all student loan forgiveness, like that, no, all what all what happens is that the government buys out a bond. That's why, like, I don't really like 401ks anymore, because um, when you put your money to 401k, technically, right, um, if you start a 401k with about eight or ten thousand dollars and um, over 30 years, it was accumulating about an eight percent interest and you didn't really do much to it. You should have one hundred forty grand at the end of 30 years. What you really walk away with is 30 grand. And you're like, sure. what happened? And then they're like, oh, all these fees, all this, this, all this, this. Nah, that's not what happened. You put your money into that 401k. The government took out a bond, put an IOU against it and fed it into the economy. And that's so exactly when we when we do stuff <laughs> do like. Know. And, you know, with the cryptocurrency, our entire economy and, you know, our business guys, they're trying to lean more towards that because it's not hardcore cash anymore. But that is how and then this is like where the <laughs> like the conspiracy theories come out. Like this is how they're going to take over. This is how the government really takes over you. And like this is how they honestly start to get more of a um, more more power over your money. Um, if I do like it's I get it, but it's like him backing it up. This is all a business thing happening. And um, I know that people are trying to lean more into cryptocurrency. And that's just because our dollar is not worth jack crap. And if we switch into cryptocurrency, we can get ourselves out of our debt, our deficit. Because cryptocurrency, you make it up. It doesn't matter. You make it up. Um, We make it up now. We're in so much debt. Like you said, the bond, like even like our, our, our money is a promissory note. It's it's so... It's so worthless, but thankfully, a lot of people are in debt with us. So whenever our dollar dips, now everybody else's dips. So right, but that's why the currency. that's why, but that's why the whole world wants to is now starting to go into this. Um, but I mean, hey, what I don't know, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Hopefully, we reset it one day. But uh, hey, we've been in debt since the Clinton era. Actually, Clinton mm-hmm. uh, left with a five hundred uh five hundred million dollar surplus, and ever since Bush, we've been in a deficit. So. To be honest, like you said, it's like play. It's like play money. It's like Jeffrey dollars. Like I don't want to be in debt. I would rather our country be fiscally solvent and blah blah blah. But 
Same thing, like I'm on Trump's side. When he was ballooning the debt and they asked him about it, he was like, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna care about it when I leave office. So why do you care? I'm like, okay. That's honest. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, if he don't give a Dude. fuck, I don't give a fuck. Obama added to the debt too, but he was in right. a recession though. He inherited a recession. Trump put us in a recession, so it was a little right. different. So um yeah, Dogecoin, Litecoin, who knows? I we'll see what happens. On to better news, to be honest, how we'll leave uh the what the fuck happened section is our last one. Bumble goes public. Bumble goes public. If you do not know, now you know. The former co-creator of Tinder branched off after an abusive relationship with her co-creator. And she developed Bumble. And she is now the fastest woman billionaire to reach the market. It, that's why I said to reach the market. Because a lot of people will be like, but what about Kylie Jenner? Okay, enough. Enough. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, shares of Bubble, which operates on the dating app under the same name, began trading on Thursday. The company's stock started trading up to 77% and now is at $76 per share. And Bumble competes against Match Group, which owns the rival apps Hinge, Tinder, and OkCupid. Those are the ones that are under the umbrella of Match Group. They're public also. And now she's battling the big boys like she always has. Bumble is a great dating app. I have it myself. I don't meet anybody on it anymore. I just, it's like a collection of people. It's like, ooh, that person might have gone out with me. <laughs> so, whatever. Um, how do you feel about this? Are you, are you excited that uh, yeah. you have another female billionaire out there doing yes. her thing? I think that's awesome. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. Congrats to her. Um, and, I mean, yeah, that's a great bitter relationship. <laughs> great result to right. come out. That's fantastic. Right, I'd like he doesn't even have to like uh, when you're in a breakup, you have to like go deep dive stalking to see if they're like failing or doing well in life. Like, right, she's her. winning. She's all, like, you, all you have to do you. is look up. Oh, right. there goes my ex. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to Wall Street. Oh, yeah, that's what you get. That's good for him. That's exactly, what you get. Right? That's her glow up. So yes, sis, win. Oh yeah. So that is Whitney Wolf Heard, the CEO. She founded Bubble in 2014. Let's get into some music. What the fuck did I hear? That was a loud ass clap. Sorry for your ears, Mariah. <laughs> You're good. Audience, they're used to it. They they have no eardrums at this point. Morgan <laughs> Wallen. He's probably gonna end up uh, getting a an award at the CMTs for this. Uh, no more bystanders. Why it's time for country music fans to step up. It's true. Morgan Wallen has a song that says the N-word. And the country music fans, you would think that they would defend it because we're in America. And you would think that, like, you know, we all don't want racist things to happen to each other. Uh, no. Country music uh, is pretty much in the NASCAR section still. And, uh, yeah, they're actually coming to defense of Morgan Wallen. They're like, well, Drake Fake says it in music all the time. How come blacks are allowed to say it? I mean that's a that's a pretty deep conversation we would have to have about this. But our but my question for you to keep it light: How disappointed are you in country music? Very. Just come on. We all know better. Just at the end of the day, we all know better. And those people like that's such a tired conversation about why does Jay Z? Let's not. Just know that you can't do it. You can't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Um, and 
Yes, it's like I, I don't I don't even know. I didn't hear the song, um, but it's that shouldn't be in your vocabulary. And a short a short answer to that, but how come they can do it and we can't? It's in our vocabulary because it's a word that was not cool. And after a certain amount of time, we flipped it so that we could live with it. Um, so when you say it, and I say white people, if you say that word, it just that its meaning changes. I agree. When we say it, it's the we change the meaning you originally had for it. So it just doesn't sit well. You just just don't just don't do it. Just don't do it. And I had this, um, you know, one of my exes, I remember we were going back and forth about this one time. His me and his stepfather, not him. You know, oh, couldn't date. Those, if, are, those, um, that those, were, those are great conversations. Stepdad, I know they were. Marry. They were. Um, they were from Staten Island. Nothing against oh Staten god. Island people, but what? oh my god, the people you meet on that show! Whoa, <laughs> no, I, I, am not dating anyone I've met on my show. No, oh good. I was just, so it was well, I just meant like I didn't mean like on the show. I just meant like just being a part of that oh, vibe. Oh, yes, you know yes, what I'm yes, saying? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, um, you know, he and I were going back and forth about because he he had said the word back to my boyfriend and I was like you know don't say that like can you not say that where he's like oh people are so sensitive these days like you know when I was a fireman back in the 70s if I called said my negro friend there was not a problem and I was like my negro friend I can't and I was like and like so my negro friend and I was like so wow. you think it's okay for you to say that now and he was like no I'm not saying that and then we started going I was like why don't you just call people what they want to be called why don't you just respect boundaries like plain and simple that's true he told you how to stop doing it you know it upsets people so to me regardless if you understand it or not you don't respect me and you clearly want this smoke you want it <laughs> because that's why you're doing it. Because you know it's All right, Matt Barnes, it. we're not stealing your title. We're not stealing it. <laughs> well, speaking of speaking of, speaking of um, homosexual slur, uh, TJ Osborne. So on the flip side, they you know they think they could say the N word whatever they want, but they do not like the gay community either. And they just had um, well, not just Little Nas X, but they just had a TJ Osborne. He came out. And he's a he's a heavy he's heavy on the scene, so they got what they 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 got it coming. They were just like, once they said the n word, whatever God people believe in was like, well now now you get a gay person in there. Here, here you go, <laughs> take that, take Boom. that, TJ Osborne. No man, it's it's pretty sad. Hopefully, uh, hopefully country music does something about that. Um, let's get on to some lighter shit. Well, not even lighter. Oh, RIP to Fenty. I love Rihanna. Um, I actually would prefer her to come out with R9 soon, uh, her highly anticipated album. Um, I, I was cool with her Fenty line. It was actually pretty cutting edge. A lot of people loved it and stuff like that. It was in collaboration with Lou. I think it was with Louis Vuitton or the house of Louis Vuitton. Uh, the assembly line just couldn't make it over COVID, man. There was just a shortage of workers, a shortage of technology, a shortage of all supply and demand. How do you feel? Do, but it's just her it's fashion line, right? It's her it's, makeup it's line not, is still fine. Yes, but her, uh, yes, I think, I don't know what the Fenty, I don't know what the umbrella. Right, under I think it's just her that, lingerie line. But it's uh, the no, lingerie that's, it's, no, that's going under. 
Right. I mean, listen, Rihanna's a businesswoman. We've all been asking her to meet music for like 20 years now. And she's like, you guys will take this makeup and you will take this fashion and you will be patient. <laughs> and we're like, right. okay, Rihanna. Okay, That's we got right. it. That's um, right. You take that, you take that lingerie, get a nice big wedgie. Go, get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like, listen, I am, you know, it's unfortunate, but at least she still has the makeup line. That is really what is going to take her off anyway that's what's been helping her brand anyway and this is just one sector of one of her lines she's gonna figure something else out she will be back and badder and bigger and so i'm not concerned i just hope she just keeps winning and keeps going in this direction um and doesn't stop because uh, again i know we all want her music but this is what she wants right now and i support her i love me some riri i'm a big riri fan so oh me too big fan uh no businesses fail that, that happens sometimes. And a great business person just picks himself back up. We just had a president that failed 500 businesses before he got elected. So it's all right. Not everything. And Yeezy was freaking um, $90 million in the hole before he became a billionaire with the, the Yeezy line, before it actually became really profitable. So, yeah, no, that's business. It's American business for you. Um, it fails. It rises. It, it stabilizes. It goes in the red. It goes in the black. That's just part of life. So go Rihanna. To me, that's a success, even if it fails, because not a lot of people get to start a business at all. Anyway, at all. Right. Exactly. So good for her. It was a strong line. It's actually suspended. So there might be a chance it could come back one day. It's totally going to come back. I agree. It was very popular. Um, just, I mean, it's still is for Rihanna touches everything. It's gold. Uh, Justin Timberlake. Uh, he apologized to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson to surmise. It was a pretty lengthy apology. Um, years too late, but you got to start somewhere, I guess. Um, it was about the the free the nipple at the Super Bowl, and when Britney was going through her conservative shit, she still is. And when when she was going through the ball uh, the bald thing in two thousand six, all that kind of stuff, he just pretty much abandoned her. Um, and just you know, even if they were not together, he considered her a friend. And a lot of people felt that he just abandoned both of those women a lot, and he failed, and he acknowledged that in there. Do you accept this apology? Do you care about this apology? I definitely don't care about his apology. Like, because what's so, like, Justin Timberlake's career still went on. Britney Spears' career did not. Jan Jackson, when that whole little nipple thing happened, I remember. It took a pause. Toxic was amazing. Circus, what are you talking about? She came back. Well, she came back, but the thing yeah, is, she, especially, is. I guess really the the Janet Jackson one is what affected me the most because yeah. there was this woman who was performing and she didn't even do this to herself. Yeah. And he, I remember seeing interviews with him saying that he was so embarrassed about the situation, kind of let people kick Janet in the dirt and it never made any sense to me. And then her, she paused for a while for a long time. And then he, every, you know, he just went on with life. Like, I don't know as if he, as if something happened to him and I didn't like that. And so to me, it is like, who are you doing this apology for? Are you coming out on Twitter? Cause you want people to, I don't under, I just don't get it. Like nobody was bring, watching Paul. Nobody was watching his movie Palmer. That's probably what right. Right. Was you like. see what I mean? Like he just no, came out. It was and, good though. It was good. <laughs> um, all right. All right. Well, I saw the SNL that band on SNL last night, and that's when I heard about it. I'm like, huh, interesting. But oh, yeah, they were making fun of it. The, no, no, no. <laughs> I was like, damn, like, making fun no, no, of a trans no, kid. Okay. No, no, no. They performed, they performed, but uh, the band performed. But, you know, that's what make, that's what I immediately thought of. It was 
are you doing this because you want people to go see if you have another movie? Do you want to go watch another movie? Like, I just feel like when these kind of apologies come out so much later and it wasn't addressed, I'm not understanding why you're doing it. Um, you know, when Kevin Hart, when his stuff came out, he apologized. We get it. When Blake, well, Blake Lively, when his, this stuff, the, when people stuff come out, that's fine. But like, to, you're kind of rehashing something that no one cares about anymore to make yourself seem the same way you did back then. Like, you're so yeah. sorry. You're this really good guy. Just, I love me some Justin Timberlake, too. White, like, white, he's white fine. fragility. White fragility. Right. It's like, and I love him, like, but it's just like, that's how I feel. Save him. It's like, all right. Thanks for saying sorry 10 years later. Like, right. Um, Speaking of Kevin Hart, I didn't put this on the outline, but his stylist stole like a million dollars of like goods from him. Uh, Supposedly uh, in the court, in the court filing, uh, they said he started off with small stuff and then he just started going for the bang. Like he started going for bags and shoes. And that's when Kevin Hart found out, pressed charges and, can't even trust your stylist anymore, man. I have to fire mine, by the way. Uh, I, I'm going to watch the Free Britney soon. You said you didn't watch it either, right? Mm. Great. I'm going to watch that one day. I heard it's very, very good. It goes into um, how of a tyrant Jamie Spears is, not the sister Jamie Lynn, but the father. The He's father. just been like taking a stranglehold on her career for a long time. Luckily, she's super talented and she has you know, survived a lot of things, but she has no control over money. So free Britney, free Britney. Uh, there's some new songs out on uh, Judah and the Messiah um, and the black Messiah. Sorry. Steve, uh, we're going to talk about that in the movie section. Um, Nods and hit boy have an amazing song on there. ASAP Rocky has a song on there. It's a great soundtrack. Her, we discussed that song last week, her debut single on there, not debut single, but the, it was the debut single from the soundtrack. And I think she, Oh yeah. She performed at the Super Bowl. She's legendary. I love her. Um, Gabby Wilson's her real name. I love her. Uh, are you a fan of her? Fun fact about her. Ooh, um, fun fact. She, the, when she was eight years old, the first place she ever performed was at the Maury Show, the <gasps> talent kids show. And How my fault, by the way. Funny is we, that? we usually reveal that later, but that's okay. We were talking for a while. Yes, yeah, this no, is a producer okay. for the Maury show. This is a producer. Yes. I should have said it as a shout out. I thought no they were going to breeze through it, but we're not. It's okay. I don't have a great time. You're, you're amazing, by the way. <laughs> Nobody ever talks about every topic. I love it. Um, <laughs> but yes, she is from the Maury show. She has been there for a while. She is she rose up very fast and she is killing it over there. So again, we will we will get into that. But yes, thank you for coming here. I we we try to get um, who we can as exciting guests, and you you definitely fit the bill. You're more than exciting. So, uh, some more music, Echoing. If you like Kings of Leon, they have a new uh, single called Echoing. If you like Young Ma, she has a new single called Off the Yak. I'm a big Young Ma fan. Heat Above is a new single by Greta, uh, Greta, Greta, whoa, Greta Van Fleet, so a band that sounds like Led Zeppelin. And then if you like reggaeton and you like hotties, Location by Carol G and J Balvin. Any of those artists tickle your fancy? Is there any new music you should be I listening like to? I like some J Balvin. He's cool. Yeah. Oh, but here's the thing. It's like, oh, I haven't been thing. out. There's I haven't been out. So I don't know any new music anymore. Like, I don't know <laughs> the radio. So I don't go to the club or no lounges. So I don't know. Who's what, Governor what? DeSantis wasn't DJing in Miami? What happened? No. Oh, I was not in Miami. I went to the safe part of Florida. The safe part where all like older people are. Like, 
Port St. Lucie team. Oh, West the Mets. Uh, yeah, I mean, I give it, but yes, that's where the Mets play their uh, spring training. Ah, yeah, Jupiter, exactly, yeah. Near, yeah, yeah. New Ju- yeah, near Jupiter, Florida. Yep, yep. My uh, my grandfather, uh, he used to live in uh, Apopka, Florida, near uh, Orlando. Ah, okay. Yeah, cool. I'm very familiar. I used to go to Disney, all that good stuff. I've been there way too many times, honestly. But That's nice. Sorry for other people that have never been there at all. My bad. I've never been to Disney. And, the, uh, and it's like the weirdest thing because my parents, like, they, I just traveled so much all over the Caribbean. Like, I've been on cruises. That's like, way better. I've That's way better so, than Disney. But I've never been to Disney. And I'm like, Daddy, why didn't you ever take me to Disney? And like, Because now, I'm a better father than that. <laughs> I took that Caribbean country. The, the key place. And now they like, make jokes. He's like, you want to go now? And I'm like, no. I'm grown now. It doesn't I'm, matter No, anymore. it's so fun. It's so fun. It's not my first choice. But like, if you're down in Orlando area, it's pretty much well, one of the I more get, fun things to NBC, do. Well, I get with NBC, we get free Universal studio tickets. So I'd rather go there. Oh, so you've been there. Oh, that's the better No, part, I haven't right? been there just yet. Oh, <laughs> I still haven't used I, my tickets. I've been working there for six years. But I still haven't used I know. Them. Well, you like, have to go I'm take gonna advantage go. of that. I'm going to do take it. Take advantage of that. Yes, of course. And Islands of Adventure, that's the first one you should go to. Islands of Adventure is the best one. That's the Spider-Man ride, the Hulk. All that good stuff, man. It has the thing I right need land, the good rides. Yeah. Oh, that, it's my favorite park ever. My second favorite is Great Adventure and uh, up in uh, in Jersey. In Jersey. Yes. The Jersey yeah, yeah. one is so good. I love that so one. Dope. I, yeah, I used to love it when they the, the safari was different. Like you could drive your car through the that safari. Was sick. Yeah, I think they closed that, but yes, I was so, sick. Now it's like a ride. Now you have to like oh, be is? in like a yeah, it's like a gated like little truck thing, and then you could drive through. So have you, you done still- Hurricane Harbor? I've never done that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, how is that? That's fun too. Yes, uh, I, nice. did, I used to do Dorney Park every year too when I was a little kid. Like there was the water park. Um, Hurricane Harbor is great. I've been to Hershey Park. I love Hershey. Um, yeah. I don't love Dorney Hershey Park, too. but I have a. Pr- I, I, I used, used to take to camp it. kids there. I used to take camp I, kids there. I, I went to the water park. <laughs> I went to the so that's why I have park. bad memories there. I, <laughs> I know your face. You were like, mm, no, I love Dorney um, Park. I used to go there all the time. Is that the golden that. slide again? Is that the golden slide? <laughs> Don't want to revisit that. But yeah, Dorney Park was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so that's it on the music. Let's get into the movies and television. What the fuck did I want? Redemption song. Mr. Dave Chappelle, one of my favorite comedians. And uh, I don't know who's doesn't have him as one of their favorite comedians. They're kind of weird. Yeah, he's Congratulations to him. He, uh, whenever he makes an announcement, he does like a little snippet stand up. I love that. I don't know anybody who does that, but him. So he puts him out there and he gives like a little, uh, disclaimer of what's going on with his life. And he's caught COVID. We know that that was in the redemption. Did you see it by the way? Did you see the, the little redemption song? I didn't. I okay, didn't. It's on, it's on IG. It's on, it's okay. It's okay. on his IG, it's mm-hmm. on Netflix IG and it's on his IG. And he explains how he got COVID. His other special, he was saying that he was avoiding it this time. He, he said what you said. He was saying, like, I, I wanted to live. I wanted to take some risks, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and I failed. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> but he was like, but he didn't really take it. He didn't really say it that way. He was like, mm-hmm. but yeah. like, I lived. I did something. So you should, like, you're proud that you didn't do anything with your life. And I'm, and I'm proud of the fact that I caught COVID, but at least I did something about it. So whatever, yeah. whatever way you want to look at it. But the big crux of it was. That he got the rights back to his show many moons ago when he left Africa and he was upset at the direction of the show of all the racist uh, racist tropes. Um, if you if you backtrack, he said that like you know when he knew that the show was taking a turn. And I'm a big fan of the show. One of my, actually, it's probably my favorite comedy show still to this day. Uh, he said he looked around and he was making these racist jokes and he was just like, and the whole set was white. 
and he just lost his direction and he just lost his focus and he went and he recalibrated his life. And luckily, even in the, even in the redemption song, he thanks the fans for reviving his career. And it's a really funny joke. Actually, he goes, uh, he goes, thanks to you guys. A lot of my, I, I, I avoided what a lot of my colleagues had to do when they did what I did. And I can firmly say, I don't know what dick tastes like. I'm like, Oh my God. I know, man. I'm not, I'm like, but yeah, good for him, man. Uh, again, if you need more of a background story, Viacom, Comedy Central, again, they, they breached, he breached his contract. They did not give him the rights to the show. They did not give him the $90 million payback. They took back a lot of that, the bonus, everything. Then, while his resurgence with Netflix, his comedy, all that good stuff, he's back in he's back in the prime time. Uh, HBO Max, uh, Netflix, and I believe another streaming service tried to stream him, but he wasn't getting any money from it. So he asked Netflix, who he's under, who he's contractually under, to take it off. HBO took it off as well. But now they're back. I don't know if HBO's back. But now they're back because he negotiated. Netflix uh, served as an intermediary uh, to negotiate to have him get the rights back for his show. So he owns Chappelle's show once again. And now he's getting paid for it to be on Netflix. How do you feel about that? I mean, good for him. I'm all about everyone getting their proper pay. You know, like mm-hmm. he's the talent and 90 million after what they're going to make from him that's still nothing you know what i mean like give him his money and just even going back to the whole monique thing like good i'm happy because i think i read that article and he said listen when i first got into that contract i was a desperate soon-to-be father like i was young i was you know and so i'm i'm proud of him i'm happy for him i went to his uh show in radio city a few years ago and it was amazing me too, me too. Really? I it was so great i love that show too because you just saw how awkward people are now because they you know when you go in they give you that little pouch to put your phone in and so like you yeah. can't look that at your so phone and do anything people would sit and then start looking and they're like vigilant look around like people are so <laughs> like, people, they even, yeah they're like they can't even have conversations and the person i was with you know when i got his drinks or something and i would talk to people around and like hey what's up you know so who, was the first, for you? who is who is the uh, opening for you oh i don't remember to be either honest. actually I know he had the roots. No, or he had a few people. I didn't have Nas. Oh, you had the roots. Oh, it was roots. It was roots. It was roots. It roots. Yes. Yes. I go to. I'm trying to think who opened for him. I forgot. But yes, they took away the phones. They had that white guy saying that we'll kick you out. Oh, like he did it in Dave Chappelle's voice. Did you notice? Like now that now I notice that he doesn't work out anymore. But did you notice how swole he was when he when he was on tour that time? No. Oh, you didn't notice his mu- oh, yeah. Now that I see him. Now I, when I, I saw him. Oh, okay. When I saw him, he was fucking ripped. He was. He looked like he was on steroids. But now I see him in comedy specials. Like, I could tell that he doesn't work out anymore. I'm like, he must have did well, that. For the I was amazing. And I think I, like, it was still like, huh. Um, he was smoking on stage. And I was oh, like, he's smoking hard on this one. And I, Dave, David, put it down. David. Put it down. <laughs> It is just 2021. You know that ain't good for you. And he was just smoking like a pipe, like does not stop. I was amazed by that. I don't know why. I don't know why. One of uh, one of the specials on Netflix, he was uh, using e-cigarettes in the first two. And then you're right. Then, then the later specials, he said, fuck it. He, 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 no, he, said, he said it, I think it was. So she's like, I'm trying to do that. But fuck it. 
just doing the cigarettes. When I was in college, I don't know if you ever saw this movie with uh, Paul Giamatti. It's called American Splendor. And uh, there was uh, we had a guest speaker, the, the writer of the book where they adapted it. He, I think he passed away recently. Oh, no, he did it. No, he's alive. My bad. Whoa, he's alive. But he shouldn't be. Because when, because when we were, when he, because when he was doing the speech, when he was doing the um, about American Splendor, it was out in the. As a matter of fact, I think he got nominated for Academy Award that year, so it was really cool that he came in to speak to our class. I was taking comic book sociology at the time, and he came to talk to the class. But the rule was, if he were to come, he was allowed to chain smoke, and so everybody knows what chain smoking is. But he redefined it for me. He. I had never seen this before. He was smoking while talking. And then before the cigarette would go out, he would take another one and he would light it with the, he would butt fuck the cigarette. But usually I see another person do it. Usually I go, yo, like, yo, light this cigarette for me with the other cigarette. No, he took his own cigarette was like, and it never went out. He just was like, and he just kept going. And luckily it was a great speech. So I didn't, I, I, after a while, I just was like, oh, I guess we're just going to get smoked out. But but then I was just like, you know what? COVID's coming in 20 years. So I got a man up. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no, I, uh, no. They, shout out to Dave Chappelle. Shout out to uh, Ted Sarandos, the co-chief of Netflix. Um, and shout out to Chris McCarthy, the new president of Viacom CBS. They're the ones that made all that happen. I'm a, again, um, I haven't watched Chappelle in a long time. His show, I don't need to. I watched it like five million times, but I'm happy. I'm happy to share because I had Netflix, and it's always good to have in the archive. Mm-hmm. Right? I, to me, it's better than having the Office. Like everybody always like plays the Office in the background. I'd rather have a Chappelle show. I'd rather like play that in the background. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? What's Okay, so. Josh Whedon, bad boy, naughty boy. We always have naughty boys on this show. Uh, Josh Whedon, the creator, the co-creator of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, he also did uh, the version, the scrap version of Justice League, um, which is now being redone by Zack Snyder. And uh, the person who plays Cyborg, I believe his name is... I forgot his name. I need to find that. But anyway... Charisma Carpenter, she played uh, one of the characters on Buffy. Michelle Trattenberg, same thing. Everybody's coming out the woodwork for Josh Sweden ever since Cyborg came out and ratted him out to Warner Media. Warner Media supposedly did an investigation. Miss Carpenter, Camilla Carpenter from Buffy, said they contacted her, but it wasn't a good investigation at all. Are you surprised with Warner Brothers? Are you surprised with Josh Sweden? Do you think that this canceling of him is legit? I mean, here's the thing. This is, and this is going to keep happening, right? Um, unfortunately. And the company, Warner Bros., they have to take their stance, right? And so, sure, if he gets canceled, yeah, he, he's, he's just like a lot of, unfortunately, the older generation who likes to abuse women specifically. Um, and I think Warner Bros., for their sake, for their legacy, for their name, they need to take the stand, um, which is what a lot of other companies have been doing. And I'm really happy that we're at a place in our lives and in time where there is no gray area in this matter anymore. Um, period. Um, so yeah, cancel the hell out of them. Good. And Warner Brothers actually needs to do a better job because like they I do. said, Ray, Ray Cyborg, uh, that's not his name. I know his name is Ray, <laughs> but he, uh, but he, like I said, he confirmed that like it was a terrible investigation. So Warner Brothers, 
Like, like and that's because Warner Brothers, it's because they know that, oh, if we do a very thorough investigation, they're probably partially responsible or whatever it is. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. They, or they could be found responsible for maybe some of the, the issues. Again, it is what it is. Things have happened. I know that NBC, they're so strict on the no tolerance of anything, anything. Doesn't, like, isn't Ellen owned by Warner Brothers also? I think so. Right, they probably got the same <laughs> shitty investigation, <laughs> same fucking probe. Like, yeah, let's just give him Ellen's probe. That'll work. <laughs> like, I think nobody so. will get in trouble. But anyway, Josh Sweden, I, I love. Uh, I don't love Justice League, but I do love Buffy. Buffy was an amazing show. Um, there's been talks about rebooting that. I wouldn't mind that if they made it like a little more like adult. Um, only that way. If they just like go back to the teeny bopper shit, you no. Like, I'll, I'll keep the memory mm-hmm. of Sarah Michelle in my head. Uh, and like I said, a lot of people are coming uh, to the victim's defense, especially from the Buffy show. Those are where most of the um, people that are coming to So good for that. Uh, let's get on to someone we root for. Let's root for everything black, like Issa Rae. Issa Rae had so much success. She's an Emmy-nominated person. As a matter of fact, she won. No, she won an Emmy, actually. And now she's nominated again on her final season of Insecure. She's also done a web series, Awkward Black Girl. She also produces another uh web series which is called i've never seen it actually a black lady sketch show so the same people that developed that including her they are developing a new show on hbo max which is uh with, with city girls and it's called rap shit now have you ever seen Issa Rae's show she raps a lot in the mirror and uh so this kind of makes sense that she would uh do, and that, those are some of the funniest scenes by the way but, oh yes okay like Broken pussy. Like, I, I love her. I love, Issa. I love Issa Rae. She's the best. And uh, I will definitely, like I said, same thing with Phoebe Waller-Bridges, even though some of her shows are kind of whack. Um, and same thing with Shonda Rhimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a fan of these developers. But with Issa Rae, I love all her content. So it doesn't yeah, matter. Issa yes, Rae's I'm a awesome. fan of those two. I'm a fan of those two. I mentioned before, so I'll, like, you know, I'll check them out and shit. No, but I know for a fact, everything that Issa comes out with, I'm going to enjoy I love me some Issa. And I love me some City Girls, too. Like, this is going to be a bomb collab. Like, <laughs> oh, that would be one ratchet. But I'm down for her, please. Issa is a queen. Um, she's yes. a role model, and she just inspires and helps and just kills it. Like you said, project after project. So I'm super excited for that, too. Me too. And then another great um, project manager in the content space is, uh, we've mentioned her before, Philip, but she did uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridges. She's writing the script to the new Bond movie. She did um, she did Villa Real. She did um, what's it called? Killing Eve. She did Fleabag, which she won an Emmy. So now she is teaming up with Donald Glover, Mr. Childish Gambino, and they are going to take the place of Brad Pitt and Angelique Jolie. I believe it's a show. It's going to be on Amazon. No, it's actually, no, it's going to be a movie. So they're doing a reboot of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. How do you feel about that? I love those two together anyway. So it's a series. Like, I, I'm sorry, it is a oh, series. It's a series. That's, I thought it was a series. I'm excited to see what that's going to look like. Um, Because Mr. and Mrs. Smith, even like the movie, the movie was cool. Um, And to see it, I don't know. I'm interested to see what that's going to come out like. And I Me love too. Donald Glover. So. Too. I love both of their content. And, uh, yeah, I love everything Donald does. Donald's the man. One, once in a lifetime type of talent. 
I believe the same thing. I know we don't, I know we talked about this in the pre meeting. I think Shia LaBeouf is a very talented actor. You say that he lost it since Holes, <laughs> which was a very very long time. It was like you might as well say he was better at even Stevens. Nah, he started going off off the radar, you know, around Disturbia, and then the last normal thing he was in was in was Transformers. I think he's super talented. He's so freaking cute too. Like he's crazy, but he's a little nuts. Like he is, he is. And hey, at, at first, especially when he's, you know. That that art he was that live art and he had you like yell mean tweets at him all day or something weird like that like it's and this whole thing now with FKA twigs, twigs. like the, first of all this isn't the first woman to accuse him of doing this no. number no. one and I am not at all surprised that he's trying to fight her and trying to sue her and I just feel like for a really long time um, people were not on the woman's side and people were always on. Even um, Promising Young Woman. I don't know if you've seen that movie. I just saw it yesterday. It was so good. good. I don't want to root for anybody, but the ending is fucking amazing. Amazing. I was like, come on, sis. Get him. Get him. That's how I felt. And, um, you know. Really good. I hope she wins, by the way. That's my, right now, I haven't seen all the, all the nominees. Well, they haven't done the nominees yet. But right now, I I view her as the favorite. Carrie Carrie Mulligan, she definitely should get it. She was awesome, and you know I believe FKA Twigs. I don't think that she would make that up. Um, I don't think that there's anything for her to gain from accusing Shia LaBeouf out of all people. Like he, he, you know what I mean? Like, and so I hope she gets justice. I am on her side. Um, boom, and that's that. Me too. Me too. Uh. I would like to see it play out. I would like to see, but I'm not rooting for Shy. I love Shy. I'm a big fan as an actor, but as a person, he's a shit human being right now, and he needs to get a lot of help. CAA dropped him, and uh, before we move on, he is is counter suing. Uh, it's a lawsuit that FKA Twig she she lost the statute. I don't even think it's a stat. There is a statute on rape, by the way, which is disgusting. Um, but I think she passed that. So now she is suing him and he's counter suing him and he is asking her to pay his legal fees if he, if he wins. So if he did do all this, this is extra douchebag. And shout out to Pieces of a Woman, Vanessa Kirby. She's also from The Crown. She is in award consideration for that movie. And he was too. We talked about it in the pre-meeting, but Netflix decided to pull it. So he will not be nominated for an Academy Award this year because he's just too naughty. Good. Good. Josh Whedon, Marilyn Manson, Shia LaBeouf. It's 2021, guys. Get the fuck with it. Mm-hmm. Right? People are still misbehaving in that way. All good. I, I appreciate the soundtrack. <laughs> so, this is the movie intelligent part, and we had a lot of news this week, so we only included one. Uh, we only included two films. One is on the outline. One I did not put on there by accident. I only I only finished it this morning. It's the third of the trilogy of um, All the Boys That I Love. Um, it's on Netflix. It's a rom-com. Uh, Laura Kander is on it. Uh, the guy from Sex and the City, uh, Cor- Corbin, I think. I, I forgot his first name. Kevin Corbin. He's in it. He's the father. Um, the first one is about um, this girl. She writes his love letters. She puts them in a box. And her little sister sends it out to all her love interests. And she did not want to send them to anyone. And as a matter of fact, one of them was her sister's fiance, who was a childhood friend. Yeah. So then there's two sequels. The third one, she uh, it starts off in Korea. She's actually Vietnamese in real life, but the family's Korean. 
So they uh, they start off there. It's actually a pretty good movie. But the movie of the week, the one that premiered this week, the one that is actually getting a lot of Oscar buzz, rightfully so, is Judas and the Black Messiah on HBO Max, uh, starring Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out and Skins and so many uh, Queen and Slim, an amazing actor, Keith Stanfield. Uh, well, well, uh, sorry to bother you. That's a great movie. He's been in so much. I love Keith Stanfield. He's a great actor. Um, they're both. He's been nominated, Daniel Kula, but I feel like with Keith Stanfield, especially with this role, he's gonna get he's gonna get an award one day. The guy from Breaking Bad. He's also the husband of Kristen Dunst. He is Jesse Plemons. He is the FBI agent that recruits um, Keith Stanfield's character, who is Billy O'Neill in real life, the guy that committed suicide the night of. Um, when they did that interview with him, when they when they said that he was the um, he was the sting, he was the one that was infiltrating on Fred Hampton, the deputy chairman of the Black Panthers, died at 21 years old. So they tell the whole story with this, and they show the sting operation, all that good stuff. It's an amazing fucking movie. It was so quality. One more actor I want to mention: Dominique. Oh no, Deborah Johnson. She plays Fred Hampton's wife in the movie. She's from The Deuce. I'm a big fan of her too. I'm so happy she's in a film like this. Is this on your radar? Heck yeah. Um, nice. I mean, I I love um, those two guys that you mentioned. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya um, and Pete. I love both of them. I, I'm always excited about any kind of film that um, puts black culture, history, anything in a positive light um, in a way that not only can um, minority artists and creators um, be a part of it, but also reap that benefit, be in the same conversation. So I'm thousand percent going to pay twenty dollars to Amazon Prime to watch that movie because that's on HBO Max. It's on HBO Max. Max. Oh, oh, great! Oh, so they were all good. So they were all, all good. good. We all good. And like I said, I think when we said in the pre, oh, actually, I'm on IMDb right now. I'm giving it a ten. Because I actually, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Right now, the average score is seven point nine. I'm going to call that an eight. Right. Pretty solid, actually. It's really good. That, that's, that's, that's not bad. bad. Yeah, I was about to say Oscar contenders usually have that kind of rating anyway. So uh, they gave an extension due to COVID. So right now, the Golden Globe nominees are out, so it can't get a Golden Globe. I don't think they did an extension, but the Academy Awards did. So I think this still has a shot to get nominated for this year, and I hope it does because it's it's well, it's more than worthy, way more than worthy. Um, <clears throat> speaking of cancel culture, now we're on the woman's side. And Gina Carano, do you watch The Mandalorian on Disney Plus? Mm. It's okay. It's a great show. Um, little Yoda. Uh, actually, I forgot the actual name of the the character. It's not Yoda. But to give a little synopsis, The Mandalorian is a Star Wars show. It uh, features a Mandalorian character, the same planet as Boba Fett. If you're a nerd about Star Wars, so Gina Carano plays one of the mercenaries. She did play one of the mercenaries during the filming of the show. It's been on for two seasons. They were actually going to make a spinoff with her, but Disney kept telling her to stop with the, I guess, very controversial posts. Not, like we said before, there's nothing wrong with being conservative. There's nothing wrong with being liberal. There's nothing wrong with being GOP. There's nothing wrong with being Republican, Democrat, whatever you want to be. It's only a good person. And Gina Carano decided that she wanted to associate being a GOP member as being persecuted by the Nazis. And so they, uh, right, I know. And so she put that there and then she goes, meanwhile, and then she put like um, people like in mass and she goes, meanwhile, happening in California. So she was just trying to like poke fun and like trying to make her a victim 
and trying to make it seem like the liberal media is Nazis. And then I guess like she was trying to villainize Newsom, whatever. She does that all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with speaking your mind, all that good stuff. But Disney is a private company and they get to decide who represents them. Same thing with you, like where you work for Maury and stuff like that. Maury and the, the head honchos. You obviously your own person and you think the way that you want but you are you don't represent Maury all the time and like you know what I'm saying so but on that other hand Disney the same thing they get to choose who represents them they get to choose who is associated with their brand and they decided Corona was not it do you feel that it was just and do you feel one more question do you feel that with Pedro Pascal we mentioned that in the pre-meeting he uh, compared the um the cages that were happening in the migration during Trump and Obama era, he compared that to Nazi concentration camps, and a lot of people are saying, and he's a co-star on The Mandalorian. He he's also on that show too. They're saying that he should be canceled as well for saying that. So I guess it's like kind of like the Ilan Omar situation and uh, Marjorie Taylor Green. We're back at it. I mean, listen, cancellation people- is justified. No, people can't be canceled for having their own opinions, no matter how you feel about it. It's an opinion. Um, and Disney gets to choose who they want to represent them. And I'm not against that. You know what I mean? Like if they want, they don't want people with red hair representing them. They don't have to. They like, have no souls is- anyway. They have no souls. They <laughs> have no souls. So I get what they're so, doing. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's fine. Like, I don't think she should be canceled. Do I think she's a little extreme what she's saying? Absolutely. But that's her opinion. Um, and luckily she, I mean, yeah, she's in a place of influence. Um, but if that's how she feels, that's how she feels. Oh, well, um, I don't think she should be necessarily canceled. She's not a place of power. She cannot affect my life. Um, like the way, um, you know, Green's going on and saying that you vote for Biden and in a few years, we're all going to be in this six sex pedophile circle. Like, that's, <laughs> you're messing with people's head. Don't do that. Like, you know, you're in a place of power that's different. Her, she wants to have an opinion. You know, she, she wants to have an opinion. She wants to have an opinion. That's her. That's up to her. Like, you know, um, I don't think it's fair to cancel either of them. Um, and I think Disney can do whatever they want. So if they're saying, hey, that's her contract with them. So, yeah, I work for NBC Universal. And I know that if I do certain things in public that won't be cool i know that i could be risking my job so i don't i don't think that should um be ignored and she she gets to decide what she wants to do if she wants to say to hell with you guys okay great so you get fired and i don't think that disney should that's bad for them that's it's business it's all business it doesn't matter just like lebron he does something wild right now nike may just drop him like (laughs) He's never going to do nothing wild. So that's the thing. He's, it's, a, it's, this, it's the same kind of. That's, true. Uh, that's what they paid for. You're right. He is that's not what they that paid for. They paid yeah, for his I image. They paid for. Exactly. Steph Curry, the same thing. Under Armour. They, that's what they paid for. The right. minute and those men, they know that they have a billion dollar contract. So they ain't finna do nothing stupid. So if sis wants to be out here ragging on her mouth, go ahead. But be broke when you do it too. And if you're okay with that, then I don't understand what anyone else's problem should be. You know, yeah. it's America. It's fine. 
Yeah, no, they have the right to do that. Is it hypocritical of Disney? Of course. They're the same people that uh, that put racist crows in Dumbo, all that type of thing. Right, exactly. Disney, Disney, listen, that man was racist. And it's listen, are they rectifying it because they have now, um, you know, movies that are putting more diversity? But there was like this me and, you know, in film school. Um, and Tish, we had gotten our hands on this movie that Disney. So aired. I, I forgot that you went to Tish. Goodness gracious! Um, <laughs> oh, we Dude. like found this, um, this, this. Me and one of my friends, this Disney film about slaves, like singing slaves, and they're like, oh. you, you must have heard about it. It came out in, like the forties or the fifties. It was crazy, and uh, you know I what that was. Fuck. But talk about being hypocritical. It's like, are they a hypocritical company? I don't know. Um, But they definitely evolved, right? And they're trying to... Did you hear about Mulan? That was actually pretty recent. So when Mulan came out, the newest, the the live action, uh, the the Uyghurs, the Muslims in China, they're being sent to concentration camps. They're being um, uh, re-situated into society. They're trying to strip them of their religion in China. And so that's going on. So that's why that was like very controversial with LeBron James. While they were over there, um, one of the GMs in the NBA on the Rockets, he's on the Philadelphia Sixers now, Daryl Morey. He commented on that and the NBA lost billions of dollars because Mm. China don't play like that. China's like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what we're doing. (laughs) Mind your fucking business, which they kind of are correct because we do some bullshit over here. George Floyd, blah, blah, blah. So we have no right to talk. But back to back to Disney. So the Uyghurs is happening over there. The same province of where it's happening, they filmed Mulan and they thanked them. So pretty much they're endorsing slavery. <laughs> they're endorsing slavery right now to this day. At this moment, the Uyghurs are enslaved. They're Muslims in China. China does not like Muslims. So they're trying to, like I said, they're trying to recondition them, repurpose them. And Disney totally was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Let's uh, let's film over there. Let's thank them. Disney, but here's the thing, too. And maybe, you know, maybe this is a problem in American society. I think people want all of these big, huge companies to operate by moral and value by also being super profitable. Unfortunately, that's not the way things always work. Um, And business is business. Am I saying could they have chosen anywhere else? Probably to film yeah. that movie. Um, and do they, they definitely have the money to do it. It, and then it comes down to the creative end, right. Of aesthetically, did it have what we wanted? Did we have the permits? Did they get all the licenses? Did it take years? You know, people don't, don't, don't remember exactly all the time. What goes behind even putting a production in? Um, and so who knows by the time that was all happening, maybe someone wasn't, whoever was making those decisions wasn't as informed, not thinking about the repercussions that just filming in this location could be. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like, business sometimes it can get a little tricky um if you want these big huge billionaire moguls always always operating with um integrity morale not that they shouldn't but it's just like i don't i don't know that specific one i don't know if they're endorsing slavery by saying thank you for letting us film here um could they have picked anywhere else to film yeah um so i i don't know I'm a little, no very you know, very uh, very yeah the who knows at this point? Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, right now, it is profitable to be socially aware, to be woke. Colin Kaepernick, Nike, 
Um, they yeah. always seize that opportunity, the fist pump, all that good stuff. They, they've always been, but you're right. It's always at a convenient time. It's not because, because they run sweatshops to this day, Nike. So like it is, okay. it is right now um, popular to be woke, but you're right. These companies that have these legacy companies just switching gears, it's fake. <laughs> and anyway, so, uh, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, anyway, yeah, right? it's all a business decision. So um, I don't know. Back to Pedro Pascal. Um, I don't know if you play any video games, but they're adapting The Last of Us, and that is going to be on HBO Max as well. And it, and um, he's going to be co-starring. I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones, but um, one of the young actresses, she's going to be. So right now, The Last of Us. That's Joel and. Uh, I forgot the other one's name. I've played both of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Ellie, Ellie. So Joel is, so The Last of Us is an apocalyptic game. Um, it's a zombie apocalypse. And these, this older man and this random 14-year-old girl, they never met before until the zombie apocalypse. And they decide to survive together. And so they go throughout the whole thing and they try to find out the origin of the virus, blah, blah, blah. Very like Omega Man, very much like the Will Smith movie, um, Especially the the scenery, so the game is very popular. The game has sold millions and millions of copies. Copies, well, copies. <laughs> and um, Bella Ramsey, she was in. She was Leanna Mormont. She's going to be Ellie, and Pedro Pascal is going to be Joel. Joel's right in the um, in the video game, which is pretty cool. So Pedro Pascal is going to play that. And um, yeah, I don't, have you seen Game of Thrones? Have you seen? No, I think okay. Thrones, but okay. I, I've heard of this game though, oh, um, really? and so and I like I like adaptions, and I, I like I like stuff like that. So nice. I'm down to see it. I've heard a lot of good things about it. And, oh, it's very uh, highly anticipated. I felt like, and I I could I could be totally wrong, but um, did you ever see that movie? It's an old scary movie. What is it called? Um, it's called face palm. No, I'm joking. It's that video game where there's like this woman, and then they're playing this game. Weird and science. No, they're playing oh. this game, and then all of a sudden they're in the game, like in real life, and it's like this woman that's like this evil kid. I'm gonna go crazy now about it. Oh man, damn! I thought it was weird science, but once you said like the Medusa no. tentacles and the video no, no, not tentacles. It's like this old lady. It's like this old lady. Is it? Stay alive, stay alive. That that's it. Stay alive, stay oh, alive. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I need to see that. That was good. I don't know if that was actually uh, I have heard of that movie. Oh man, good one, good reference. Damn, I need to watch that. No, it was um, good. So I was like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's at all similar. People might be watching this and be like, she's silly. No, so. I think it is, actually. I've never seen it. Okay. but it does, No, no, I think I... No, I got you. We here. We, we here and we here. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, real quick, so we can get to the interview portion with our lovely Mariah Bailey, a producer from The Maury Show, a very talented producer. Uh, yeah. NBC, oh, your your home your home base, the mother the mother town, NBC Universal. They are talking to HBO Max right now, but nothing's nothing's official. It's just that this is the trend that we're going to see. So we're just giving you a heads up. Nothing has happened, but a lot of these streaming we've talked about the streaming wars, mm-hmm. and the losers are going to just like any other American business, um, like Anheuser Busch, when a lot of the microbreweries, when we had this influx of microbreweries, like every state had a brewery. Now, 
that's died down a little bit because Anheuser-Busch, Coors, all of them, they bought them out. <laughs> so now they're all under that umbrella. And that's what's going to happen with streaming. You're going to have Pluto TV. You're going to have all these little ones. They're going to get bought up by HBO. And then you're going to have the big titans like Netflix, Disney, and they're going to be watching out, too, of who they could scoop up. Is there a streaming service that you wish that could team up their catalog? Um, I mean, this would never, ever happen. But I would, even if, I mean, it would never happen. Netflix and Hulu. <laughs> I mean, oh, that would be cool. That would be super cool. Or even if like Amazon Prime and Hulu came out with like a oh, series because be they have creatively wise, they have like, you know, Prime comes out with so many different different kinds of stuff in Hulu. Um, they have a really good niche in like the comedy. They have a good niche with like the younger audience. And I think that would be I think that would be really cool. Um, and Disney, Disney Plus, Disney's starting to come out with some great shows as well. Um, but the smartest thing is that all of these networks need to team up with these streaming services because that's what's happening. I feel like Amazon Prime was the first one to get a hunch on it because they're the first ones offering packages for like stars and also, um, you know, Cinemax and HBO and HBO Max and all that other stuff. And so if they want to survive this, you know, a lot of these companies, they hate our generation because we're the cord cutters. We're the ones that's like, we're not paying for game like, um, so if you want to survive this, you need to team up. It's going to be important for. I was um, assuming you're going to My bad. <laughs> I am. No, I am. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, it's going to be important for networks to team up with these streaming services. Um, that's. Uh, I mean, I'm still waiting for the Avengers to come out. You know, I think it's really selfish that they. <laughs> Which Avengers? It's supposed to. We're supposed to have one more. One more was supposed to come out last summer, and they held on to it. Um, oh, oh, you're talking about one of the Avengers movie. Oh, oh, um, what's yeah. her name? Uh, Black Widow. Black Widow. Um, yeah, that was too. Come on, just release yes. it. Put it on That's a streaming right. service so that we can just buy it. <laughs> yes. So it's like a lot of even the film industry they're being um really. Uh, impacted by this too because it doesn't even matter if they sell you a $20 a ticket I can have 30 people in my house you know what I mean? they're True. not making the same amount of money that they're making Cuomo you heard that you heard that I'm snitching I'm snitching I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah um but no, it would be cool if those, but those are, they're, they're the you know, Prime, Hulu, and Netflix. Those are the big powerhouses. And yeah. so I doubt that they would ever mix with each other. Um, but I really think definitely Prime and Hulu, if they mix on a certain show, I think they would be so great. That'd Look at sick. Apple TV. Apple yeah. TV, that cult company, is trying to come out now and trying to um, do really good stuff. And they have a lot of great shows too that I feel like are actually getting nominated this year. Um, and I could be speaking too soon, but I think they got it. All mankind for all mankind is uh coming out uh, with the second season. Uh, they have the Dickinson show, the one where it's uh the uh, modern version of Anderson. People love that one, yes, yes. I, I actually, there's a few shows on Apple TV I watch. I watch Ted Lasso, I watch Servant, that's the M. Night Shalomon show, which is really good. Um, that's on its second season. Oh, no, no, I like Apple TV. And like you said, with uh, Amazon, they do a uh, curation also on there, too. They they uh, yeah. are like whatever streaming services you have, which I like. I like that Amazon yeah. does it, and I like that Apple does it. I wish the other ones did that, too. Because, right. Yeah. And it gives you that option. And then, you know, like Netflix, I feel like they're becoming <clears throat> old news to a certain extent um, because when they were around, it was when people were trying to not – 
use stars and not use HBO anymore to put their your specials and their content. Yeah. And because Netflix created that um, outlet, but now because they're the big bad wolf, it's the money. It's always coming down to money now. Um, it's all the politics. And so now I feel like that's why things are rising up in prime and things are even rise up with Disney and Apple TV. And so um, I feel like they should, you know, follow suit okay. with offering. Well, well, buckle up because Netflix ain't going anywhere because they right were in the red for years and they were spending the most on content. And now they have made an announcement that in three years, they're going to be in the black. They're actually going to start making a profit for the first time in their company's history. Can you imagine um, that? They've been around for almost 20 years and they have not made a profit. They just like keep borrowing and borrowing more money and it paid off. It paid off. They were going against listen, HBO. Not their blockbuster. There's a yep. whole generation of people that don't even know what I just said. And that's crazy. Like <laughs> what I just said. Like <laughs> you know, my candy from blockbuster. blockbuster. I used to like so they took that entire company out. So that's yeah. an achievement in and of itself. And I mean, Jeff- the former CEO of Blockbuster mentions Netflix all the time. They had an option. Well, and they laughed at Netflix. They laughed. They laughed. They laughed. And you're right. Blockbuster did it later. They were like, well, let's start putting our DVDs in, in, in envelopes. Well, well, Blockbuster, they, yeah, he had the option of partnering up with Netflix. Dumbass. No, that's stupid. People are not going to stream their movies, idiot. And that's what happens when, you know, big companies, that's what happens when you don't want to listen to young people and new ideas. This is true. Like, that's what happens. You, we will take you out. We will take you out. Fuck um, canceling, man. We'll get your ass out of here, man. Anyway, oh, you know what I forgot to mention when you were talking about? Sorry that we were talking about the N word. You got to turn a negative into a positive, baby. Yeah. Let's sure. get into the interview portion of the lovely, talented, stupendous Mariah Bailey. Tomorrow is Tuna Casserole. Hooray! What the fuck did I say? Here we are. Here we are. Like I said, she's a producer. She went to the Tisch School. She went to NYU. A fucking amazing. I forgot about that. She mentioned that at the panel that we did together with Propel Media. Shout out to them again. Uh, we did a panel of, of, for a graduation uh, of young ladies that are entering in similar fields that we're in. Like I said, she's a producer. I'm a content uh, manager and producer. Get into it, man. The brand is strong with you. The brand is strong. You are glowing. The glow up. Like you. I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to get into my whole story too crazy. But yeah, I went to Tisch School of the Arts, um, went there basically on a full ride, which was super awesome because NYU was $277,000. That black box course. is expensive, girl. Um, but, you know, I grew up in the Bronx. I'm first generation to. Oh, the brand really is strong with you. Grew up in the Bronx. <laughs> you're, yep, you're. you're. Um, and so it was, you know, definitely going to NYU is a bit of a culture shock for me, but yeah. it was it was awesome. Um, I graduated with twelve thousand dollars in loans, <laughs> and that was it. And I paid it off within a year, so that was great. And, good job, Maury. Good job. Good. Get that, <laughs> get that right. Get that right. <laughs> hey, sorry. Um, and, and the I initially got into school wanting to be an actress. Um, and I did not really like the acting world anymore just sophomore year i realized uh number one i was way too bossy to be an actress i was like yeah being a producer is a much better fit for me but bossy to be an actress i've never heard that before i thought that was Um, a good trait for an actress (laughs) but it's just you know as an actress and why the reason why it was so expensive is because we literally had celebrities as teachers like james franco was a teacher spike lee was a teacher um hold up was his cup on or off when he was teaching who (laughs) james franco (laughs) 
a teacher. I didn't oh, have good, to good. I was about to say, man, don't get violated by him. Like, <laughs> I didn't have a teacher, but I would see him like working with students. It would be normal, you know what I mean? Like the the, the Sprouse twins, Zach and Cody Sprouse, they were oh, my brother. That's right, the sweet life. Yeah, like, and so, well, and the advantage of that is that you got that real life experience. And I had people um, in the TV and film portion tell me straight up, hey, Mariah, because of the way you look, you'll get a part. Um, and I have, I, ha- I hate the over-sexualization of women of color. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's been something that I personally have had to battle my whole life, that people think this is pretty and they don't really care about what I have to they say. They mentioned that on Black really as Fuck. Have you ever seen that show? Um, what's her name? Uh, I've heard of that show. Oh, it's so good. Show. It's so good. I've never watched Blackish. I've never watched Mixedish. I've never watched any of that. But Black as Fuck, uh, Ken- uh, Kenya Barris and my homegirl, uh, Quincy Jones' daughter. Damn, how did I forget her name? Uh, to to Tamika Jones, to is it Tamika Jones? She's amazing. She's another great producer. But she mentions that she mentions that if you're a black female in America, and she shows the history of America over sexualizing and making the black female in this country grow up way too fast. And honestly, and it didn't start in America and like not to bore you with the history lesson, but it really no, no, started back, the, back in the 1800s when literally um, European, um, European, I don't know who, I don't want to say colonizers because that's going to come up. The colonizers, the imperialists. Um, but, you know, they went over to Africa, found a woman that had these crazy assets, literally captured her. Put her up for show. Put her in a cage. Yeah, and like a circus. people were allowed to go in to touch her because they were so in, um, you know, taken then, aback by her assets because she had some big butts and some big boobies and what was totally normal in her society. They were enthralled with it. And fertility, hey, yeah. Fertility they, art over there. The amount of times that I have people, you know, tell me, um, you know, and then this is the sad part, you know, growing up, like you're really pretty or a black girl, or like, or wow, like, what do you what do you mix with? Or you, you got to be mixed with something. And so even though, so even being an attractive woman of color, you can't just be all black, you know. And so there's there's so it's like it's 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 weird. It's um, and even for instance, I know it came out a few years ago that woman who was a teacher, she was wearing a turtleneck dress and she was called inappropriate and parents want her fired because she has a body. What is she supposed to do? What are you talking about? If Becky next to her wore the same dress, it wouldn't be a problem. Why? Because she has assets and Becky doesn't. So she's not allowed. What are you talking like, That's dumb. Um, and I should got I should have got expelled in high school for wearing sweatpants, to be honest. So I, got, I, I see what you're saying. All right, boys. 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 Sweatpants. Confusing, little girl. Confusing. Yeah. Distracting us in school. Right? <laughs> Get that sock out of there. Exactly. And so, um, uh, and so, you know, I didn't really appreciate that or like that when it came um, to when it came to pursuing that career, especially because I had friends, you know, who weren't as lucky as me and who did have to pay for school. And so um, they and sometimes people would end up like in rehab centers. People would end up in psychiatric units like people were quitting school to go back home, just save up money just to come back to NYU. They were doing this before they became professional actors. Holy shit. and so um, that's the, the whole issue is, um, yeah, the whole issue with that um, is that because of the training, it was just so in, you know what I mean? Like it, it was a lot. Like sometimes people would tease me 
and say stuff like, oh, well, you know, you doing this acting training, it isn't rocket science. And I'm just like, no, rocket science is actually a lot easier to, to study. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like, you get Bring to, on some quantum physics, please. Right. You can just study your butt off for that when you're in this training. It's a whole other animal. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like you're in it. You have to face your demons. I've had, I've seen people literally have mental breakdowns in front of me um, because of, yeah, that is the conditioning and it's... No, um, I've, I've, I've seen it. You're right. People do the method acting and people think those, oh, you know, when Johnny Depp and those people are weird. No, these are proven techniques. Um, and so, you know, I, Daniel Day-Lewis, one of my teachers had a funny story about him. Like um, he was trying to prepare for a role mm-hmm. and for like, a week he would be in his bathtub because he was an alligator or something like that. I don't know. What happened. <laughs> he, would, he would only pop up and he'd be like, fucking weirdo. I know, but that training is too Yeah, well, he has three Academy Awards, so I, mean, I can't why. really hate too hard. You can't be all the way up there. You can't no friends, but three you. Academy Awards. <laughs> <laughs> and so just um, as a woman, as a woman of color and just um, wanting to take care of my family, wanting to be that example, I decided that acting wasn't for me, so I kind of just went full force into producing, and I threw myself into everything. I mean, during school, I was taking 18 credits a semester, plus I did a 20 hour weekly internship at some place plus I did an independent project um so by the time I graduated NYU it was great because I had produced at that point live concerts I had produced music festivals like play festivals documentaries short films webisode series theater like credited entertainment I worked with Condé Nast and so like you know it's been great um and then I was lucky enough that um Six months outside of college, I ended up getting a job down with NBC Universal. Um, and even the way I got that job, you know, it was not the I applied through NBC. I was on LinkedIn making connections, just putting myself out there. And then I ended up connecting uh, with a production coordinator. She got the interview for me to be a production assistant. And I was stoked because I loved Maury growing up. Um, and You know, I was an assistant there for about six months before I got promoted to be an associate producer, which was super cool because no one had gotten promoted in about six or seven years before that had happened. And then I was luckily, so I was the youngest producer there for a minute. And then it was great because um, the, my first year as an associate producer, all the production assistants that were there, I helped train them up. So within the next year, they all got promoted. And so now our office is equal down the middle you know, old school, new school kind of stuff. That's um, sick. That's cool. really good. Yeah. And now I'm a segment producer, um, which means I kind of just swing in between the lead producer and mid-level producer roles, whatever yeah. they want. Um, but it's cool, you know, and, um, I, you know, we've come up with other, well, I've been able to contribute in other ways other than just, um, on the producing end and um, having those compelling stories, like being able to talk to my bosses and pitch ideas when it comes to marketing. We, you know, I came up with the just creating the QR code for our show to get more people to be engaged. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. nice innovation. And it was funny too because when I had first came up with the idea when we were in our pitch meeting, no one really knew what I was talking about. Um, and not that to old see, school, I love new school, man. That's why they need that. Right? Yeah, that's like, why they need that. Now, you know. Our our guests don't have um these phones and our guests don't have this this this. Of course this. they do. Like, 
Yeah, they did. Right, ninety-five right. percent yeah, of the globe has cell phones. They give you the burner phone. Um, and they yeah, have this stuff, but, you know, and, um, but then that you know that was great because a year later, um, my boss pitched that to our marketing corporate, and they were able to implement that across Jerry Springer, Steve Wilco's our show. So that was cool. I and saw then, Steve Wilco um, in your story recently. Yes. <laughs> so when we did that fun thing with Maury, that was hilarious. Um, and um, you know, even when it comes to just the functionality of certain things, especially in the digital realm, you know, my boss did a really good job this year about inviting any ideas. Um, and he really looked to all the associate and segment producers because we're the younger. Is that, is that Maury or is that a at, higher at producer? Maury. Oh, no, no, okay. at Maury. Okay, gotcha. And, no, no, I meant that was Maury himself and, uh, enabling you guys to come up with more ideas. Oh, not Maury himself. My um, Paul oh, Flanger, my, my executive producer. Gotcha. Sorry about that. Gotcha. Yes. gotcha. Um, gotcha. My executive producer. And um, just saying, all right, let's get ahead of the curve of trying to figure out this digital world. And it's so funny. And I know that people are probably losing their minds, but we're tied up with like Ellen DeGeneres now. We're tied up with Dr. Phil. Um, and we haven't been tied with them in a minute. Um, and you I guys think are doing a very good job with that. I, I noticed myself. It's it's really cool, um, and we haven't lost the traction. We haven't lost the heat of uh, entertainment um, portion of it all. And how long um, were you guys out dur- uh, when we first shut down? I remember that you well, we were that, that they suspended. The, yeah, you guys suspended production for a little while. Yeah, well, we went on our normal hiatus, um, and oh, that so was, that, that was normal with the scheduling. Yeah, so it's been. It, it, listen, it used to be sweet back in the day. We used to be in production for ten months a year, get paid all year. Now we got, pro, you know, investing in different projects. Because mm-hmm. I've worked on different pilots and stuff like that with NBC too, which is really awesome. Um, but now, yeah, it got kind of cut down to thirty weeks a year. So during the time that COVID actually happened, we ended our season, I think, a week or two early. But it was, you know what I mean? It didn't, it was, yeah. it, we came back pretty much the same time. We came back in late July. Um, and that's when we were figuring a lot of things out. Um, and it was quite the adjustment because, especially as TV producers and conflict TV producers, we're always like, my hours, I work 17 hours a day sometimes. So like, it's, it's just, wow. I know this is, this is why on uh, uh, Valentine's Day, I can film this with you because I'm single. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because I don't have time for that. Um, can, I, can, I, can I squeeze in? Can I? <laughs> right. It's like, okay, I have a two hour period right here. Right. <laughs> um, and, um, and now being able to work from home, I think it's really awesome because people who are moms, you know, um, and have kids in school or people who have uh, sick parents or who have, you just, a lot going on, right? Um, we're able to like reclaim that time a little bit. Um, and so that's nice being able to work from home and it still be crazy. And I think it's funner because um, part of my job is to legally and medically clear people. So, you know, if people are on probation or parole, I got to get that note. Somebody has some health issues. Yeah, I, that is my job. Oh, you got all I the waiver to, forms, all the NDAs and oh, shit. Oh, yes. I, I got to do all that. And with filming them from home, just stay home. <laughs> like, I don't have to deal with anything. Yeah. I don't have to deal with all the drama because um, stories for days. I don't know if I could talk about them, but stories for days oh, well, of like people. At um, your discretion, of course. Yes. Um, of people, of us dealing with the reality. Like what you guys see on TV is the cleaned up, polished version of these people. None of it's fake. Uh, none of it is fabricated. These people are very, very, very real. So um, it's just awesome that we've been able to, and even Maury, he's so fun. Like he's, even that video you were talking about on my story, he, um, unlike some other hosts, he is all about connecting to the uh, young generation. He's all about like, I'll do whatever digital TikTok. He doesn't know what the heck you're talking he about. He has a younger son too, right? Doesn't he have a young son? Um, yeah. 
Um, yes. yes, yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Uh, but he just, you know, when I first started with him and we had our live audiences, the funny things that he would just say. Seems like <laughs> so a funny like, guy. Connie Chung is funny too, by the way. Every time I see an interview with her, Connie she's hilarious. She's hilarious. Dude. She's hilarious. They're the cutest oh, thing they are cute. ever. And Maury, he's, it's nice because Maury cares. Like he yeah. genuinely cares about the guests. He knows these guests inside and out like we, and he goes above and so beyond. So it's safe to say you're not moving to Ellen. It's safe to say that's not, it's that's not your next move. It's safe to say that's not happening. No. You're not going to Steve Harvey? Hold on, Steve Harvey's not trying oh, to hire no. him? No? Oh, no, no. 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 <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, good. What but, is your favorite pitch other than the innovative stuff? What is like your favorite pitch that you, your idea that, that became an episode? Um, oh, well, I mean, I control that every week. So every what's one, what's, what's your pride and joy? Which one did you look at the TV and go, damn, I did that. Cause you're right. It does because you do it so much. Like it becomes like robotic and repetitive yeah. and routine, but I'm sure there was a moment where you were just like, damn, I'm so happy that, that, that got on the screen. Honestly, um, and this this may be a surprise, but I had the opportunity a year or two ago, about two, maybe two or three years ago, to produce a special digital segment um, on these two twins. Um, um, and I love Fabian, and they, he's going to kill me for forgetting his name. It's not coming <laughs> right now. I love you both, though. I love you both so much. So and, she says. And, so she says. Angel, 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 angel. I love you, angel. And these guys, they are transgender twins. They grew mm-hmm. they were born women. Um, and they oh, both- they, they might make the new Matrix movie. No, joke. <laughs> sisters. They transitioned. And what was so interesting is that I produced a segment that um, what we spoke about was that they actually had endured more discrimination being seen Aww. as black men in America than actually becoming transgender. Get out of here. And it was so Wow. Interesting. interesting. Um, yeah, that is interesting. Because again, they got more backlash. You know, of course they got backlash for tra- um, tra- being transgender because unfortunately that's um, what's going to happen. They're like, no, being seen as a black man in America. And we talked about all the different, because they were born women. So they obviously know they're like, and we talked about so many different instances. And so we were just able, I'm just always happy when I'm able to shine any kind of light on those kinds of um Discriminations, inequality, especially our our platform does not. I don't know how like our viewership with when they come to the LBGTQ community is getting so much better, and I feel like that helped. You know, because you saw these two guys talking you about that. Yeah, yeah, these two guys are talking about what they have to go through in life every single day, and when you're able to see, wow, these guys, they have a different, a very unique perspective in every way, shape or form. I just felt like it helped promote tolerance, you know, and open up that conversation. So that was like one of my biggest pride and joys that I was just able to, I went I to my boss and said, I want to work on this. Like, please work on this. Um, and even recently we were able to work with Karamo Brown. He's from Queer Eye. Ooh, yeah. He's amazing. Yes, He's a fantastic human being. Um, and, NBC has been developing some some talent with him, and I was I had the privilege to work with him on a couple of shows. And because one thing about Maury is Maury is unique, um, and it, a lot of TV shows have had to try have tried to do you know DNA tests, try to do that conflict <laughs> resolution thing, but it just doesn't work the same. Yeah, way. Hey, Maury's the best at it. Maury's the best at it. 
at it. And so only one at it. I don't I don't want to see anybody else do that. Other people have right. You don't want to see anyone else do it. So no, I don't actually. It just doesn't work. Um no. and it was just so cool working with Karamo Brown because he has his own crazy story. And if you haven't picked up his book, his book is great. Um and he just talks about, you know, his overcome and him he's he he used to be um an addict. He used to be in an abusive relationship. He he talks about um the fact that, you know, he was trained as a psychotherapist, which is really cool. And he Damn, how long is this book? So amazing. He's a single dad, Good. two boys, and um a gay man, but like he was able to genuinely connect and work with these guests in a way that I only saw Maury be able to do because we, we had other people in like Gary Owen. We've had um we've had we have had a few people in and out that we tried yeah. to work with. And so that was super it was just really exciting to um to see him in action, to see him um work with these guests and, you know, help them from a, from a different angle because, you know, because you, you do this all the time and it, it, it does just become a part of your DNA. Um, it's always rewarding when you find those certain guests that, you know, you really help them, you know, and, um, it makes it, it makes it worth it. I mean, the fun, crazy stuff is good too. No but. worries. No worries. I've kept you here a long time. So I have two more questions. Really no one quick, one quick follow-up. Um, during the panel that we did together, I was very, I was impressed. I'm, I'm, I'm never not going to be impressed with you. But one of the things I was impressed, with, I literally, I, I was literally sitting in this spot when I did that panel, and uh, I went to talk to people in my house right out. I was like, I like threw down my headphone. I was like, my God, this woman is amazing. Like, <laughs> I really, I really did that. I really was like, my God, I, I was like, I was on the same panel as a person from Maury, blah blah blah. And so, um, so my question, my my question is follow up to what you were saying with the results. That's actually real. His reactions to that. Oh yeah, that, I want you. It's I want you to elaborate rule. on that. Please. That's his rule. Um, actually, his rule is he does not want to know about the results. He wants to be with the guests. He wants to live like genuinely in person. So yeah, when more awesome. results, he's reading them for the first time. The guests, that's the first time they hear it as well. Sometimes people think that he knows the results beforehand. He's like, no, he does not know the results beforehand at all. All right. One more question before I bore you to tears. I see that over there. Oh, no, my allergies just reacting about it. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm joking. I'm joking. My last question is, is what is next in the media landscape for you? You have done it all pretty much. And I want to know what is the next peak? Yeah. So, I mean, the next peak for me, I I, I think I do want to see more into retirement, to be honest. Um, Good. And you deserve that, to be honest. Yeah. Like, he's, he's so great. And I really want to go into the digital media realm i mm-hmm. do um but the real plan is to get stinking rich um and other and create other assets in my spare time so that i can really go back to theater because that's what that's where my true heart and soul is um whenever i produce anything um theater wise it just provides a platform for you to have m- more than one conversation on more than one level um and you can comment on social and political things you can comment you can talk Are about you open anything to being back on it's screen or do you just want to be on the stage I'm not interested in being on screen, but oh, it's yeah, funny because everyone is always like, you look like an actress or you need to be an actress or you're a beautiful, or when I write this, you better yeah. act in it. And I'm like, listen, if you give me a paycheck, I'm going to take it and I'll do whatever you want me to do to a certain okay. extent. But um, I'm not interested necessarily in like having my own show or being on camera. I really mm-hmm. just want to be that facilitator and um I want a, a theater, a lot of theater artists, whether you're working on the technical end or you're in the production or you're the talent, 
you don't make money. And I think it's crap because being a theater uh, performer, even it takes a certain, a, a way different skill level than Absolutely. being on film. And like, you have to be really talented yes. <laughs> to be yes. Cecily Tyson and all. We talked about her last week. There's so yeah. many. Oh, by the yeah. way, all right. I forgot to mention the music portion. R.I.P. to Mary from the Supremes. I forgot to mention that. Sorry. Keep going. Oh. Oh. Um, and that's why, you know, people, even with acting training, right? They, it's very much easier to be theatrically trained and then go from theater to TV than yes. the reverse. Um, and I yeah. think it's crap that there are so many people who make strides. I had teachers who were acting coaches for celebrities like Hillary Swank. I sat as one of my teachers and nice. I, I saw a Hillary Swank text message. I was like, no. Academy Award winner. Whoa. I was like, I was like Hillary Swank texting you? He's like, mind your business. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what? <laughs> it was like, um, I million just, dollar text, bitch. Like, right, get out of here. Like, <laughs> I want to be able to help um, um, artists make money. I just want to, I want to, I want to fix that. Cause I honestly yeah. went into TV for an income. I did not want, I'm not interested in being that starving artist. I'm good. Um, yeah, same, and so I wanted, you know, to create that for myself. But that's really the biggest goal and goal, biggest dream. Um, and to bring sponsorships in theater. I don't understand why paid sponsorships happen in film and TV, but they don't happen in theater. So I, figure, I feel like I need to figure something out. Yeah, um, but that more could be more, uh, more Shakespeare way. in the Park. Shakespeare in the Park is very heavily um, sponsored. But yeah, yeah that definitely right. I, I never I thought mean, of that. That's true. Think about it. Like the uh, Pepsi is going to give you five hundred grand because you drank a whole Pepsi Cola for a minute and it was showed on TV. Like, how can we somehow bring that culture into theater? And so that yeah, now the ad placements, yeah, oh, oh, product, product placement. And so that yeah. now That's all these off Broadway shows or even these Broadway shows, um, they're able to be sponsored by Nike, sponsored by whatever. Who cares? Because now yeah, it's still the a same lot of shows show. are not going to come back and after COVID. You're right. They're, they lost a lot not, of money. They're not. And it's going to be really hard. So many Broadway houses are closing down. So I feel like, you know, I want to I want to be I want to do that. Um, I could and, definitely see you doing that. And you will definitely conquer that and crush that. And you've crushed everything. So I, uh, I have no doubts in you at all. No, seriously. And I, I appreciate you bringing up some really poignant points. The, the, the black history of the female body, the condition, all those things, man, you were incredibly intelligent. I, I knew that already, but like you found a way to impress me even more. How the hell did that happen? Ah, thanks. <laughs> no problem. No, no, it comes from the heart, man. It comes from the heart. Uh, no, is there anything else you would like to uh, share here? This is your segment. Uh, no, I think I'm all, I'm all good. Thank you though. I appreciate this time. This is where can we find you. Where, where do you not want us to find you? We'll flood over there. <laughs> what are the handles you want people to notice you on? Um, I mean, I have an Instagram. Let's <laughs> go on my Instagram. That's about it. I'm not That's super super savvy um, into anything else, but I mean, you have a website? No, I don't. Oh, I'm I have shocked. A I have a LinkedIn. I'll get that too. I have a LinkedIn. Um, I feel uh, like that that helps. <laughs> Uh, more oh, than that, NBC University yeah. definitely helps. I have, a I have a LinkedIn, but a personal site, it just never seemed like it made all that much sense all to good. me. All good. No Twitter, no nothing, no, no Clubhouse, no. Oh, TikTok. I have so many people have sent me Clubhouse, and I need to. 
You should. That would be great for you. And you know, now you have an iPhone. I have an Android, but I also have an iPhone. So I, I just iPhone. joined the I iPhone. You. I saw you. I, was I, not Android, but I like iPhones too. They're great. I know. I am to all the way team Android, but because I do some side work in addition yeah. to Maury. Um, in the like, I have Apple's better for media. It's it just it just makes more sense, even just like on the on the business end of things to help everyone's on an iPhone. And so yes. it's like it helps communication. iPhone's a cult company. Like and so right. And they make it very difficult for you to communicate with people who have Androids in the same kind of way that's efficient. Yep. Right. So rude. And realistically, too, like what you said, a lot of um companies now they just want you savvy in iMovie. Like we send our guests, even for the show, we send them iPhone elevens and iPhone twelves for the show. Like that's that's what they film. The so, they will record the news from iPhone Pro Max. Right. right. And so it's just it makes more sense. I resisted for a long time. Like and people are so people are so petty. They I think at least sixty people texted me just to see my green, my blue bubbles. They're like, I'm petty. I'm like, y'all petty. Y'all are all petty. They're like, I'm gonna text you right now, I'm gonna text you right now. They're like, come on, blue bubbles. They're like, you have no idea how long I've waited for this. It's like a what? There's some people who won't text me because of that. There's some people they go, Vince, I don't like texting because I don't like seeing the green bubble. Ignorant. Look, what? What? <laughs> But I'm officially switched over. I know Clubhouse now. Um yeah, I'll invite you on Clubhouse. Oh no, you said you've been invited already. No, no, I've been invited. I've been invited. Um, so I just need to get on it. But yeah, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. Good. Good. Well, you are a shining star. That's the only reason why I wanted people to see you and stuff like that. They could see you on the podcast. Great. Again, Mariah Bailey, a segment producer for Maury. She will be a producer of many things after this. Uh, yeah, Maury is not going to retire tomorrow, but right. he's definitely at the end stage of his career and he's still going strong. I love him. I'm still a big mm-hmm. fan of the show. I, again, as soon as you said Maury when we were at the panel and then even more things that were coming out of your mouth, it was just it was just a delight. And I'm so happy that you came on this show. But we're going to get out of here because I can't keep you hostage forever. <laughs> Sounds good. So you can catch the show. You can catch us on Keep Up NYC. That's our Instagram account. You can catch me on Still Vinsane, S-T-I-L-L, not the cool J, but Vinsane. And then um, you can catch me stillvinsane.com. You can get me on Cash App. We're independent media. So if you want to send us a little donation, that works. That's how we accept that. I gave up on Patreon. We don't have enough tears for that. One one day we'll get back on that. Um, Facebook, we are Keep Up Shut Up and we are also on um, we're also on LinkedIn and we are on there's one more. Oh, YouTube. YouTube. If you want to type in Sylvan Sane, you will see this episode. We're a little backed up. I had to update my software. My uh, Final Cut Pro was fucking up. Apple. Asshole. Apple. <laughs> so I had to get a whole new software. So the newest video um, that was published today actually was episode 96. This is episode 90, 98. So it will probably be published the same time as 97. Sorry for people that were looking for 97. You're going to get it the same day as 98 with Mariah. And last week's episode was Carl, the black expat. That was amazing. So let's get the fuck out of here. You better shut the fuck up. Listen up. And keep up with my homegirl Mariah Bailey and Still Been Sane. Over and out, homies. Peace.